Okay. Uh, let us begin. We're good to go. All right. <clears throat> All right. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. It's a Sunday. This is coming out on Wednesday, the twenty fifth. I want to say. Let's check the let's check the calendar real quick. That would be the twenty fourth. Yes, Wednesday, the twenty fourth. It's been a crazy couple weeks, but uh, I just got back from I was out of town in Dallas. But before I go any further, let me welcome back the day one guest, the original Justin Hartwell. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. It's going. It's always good to be back, man. It feels like it's been a minute or two. Yeah, I was tracking it down, and the last time you were on was last year in August. Uh, you were on a mini episode, so it's been a while, and we talked about. Coincidentally enough, we talked about the DC Fandom, if you remember that. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, you haven't been on yet, officially, this year so far, which is very weird. And it's kind of special because this is episode 90. <laughs> episode wow. 90. And you, these are the last 10 episodes of the pod, currently as it's currently constructed. So this is the final countdown, man. This is the home stretch. Uh, I about all that. You know, it's been, it's been, well, I mean, needless to say, because of the pandemic and my own stuff going on right now, it's been a weird volume. Like, I think I texted you, I think we talked about this, like, I was really struggling. I was really having a hard time to figure out what to talk about, and I was feeling kind of depressed that, like, this past year has sucked, so there wasn't really a whole lot of fun things to talk about. But it looks like we're coming out of it. And so, yeah, we got some interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, this is the home stretch. We're going to be talking about a few different things. But mainly, we're going to be talking about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, or as it's colloquially colloquially known as the Snyder Cut. We're going to talk about that. That's the main topic today. But we're also going to talk about some... We're, t- we're going to touch on WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier a bit. And we're going to talk about Drew Brees. So... Yeah, man. Uh, let's let's get started. Well, first off, I just mentioned that I came back from a family thing. I was in Dallas for a couple of days. Uh, Hartwell, what's your uh, how's your week? How's your weekend going, man? How's your twenty twenty one been on? You, like I said, you haven't been on in a while, so I, I guess we can catch up a little bit. How you been, man? I've been going all right. Um, you know, COVID thing has still been going on, so I was released from my original job back in August. Yeah. So it was either just before or just after I was last on. Yeah. But I found a job shortly thereafter with one of my buddies here in Virginia and uh, been doing that. And I got uh, an offer to join a, a new job mm-hmm. uh, in doing field surveying slash GIS work, which is what I was studying uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a career path I was really driving and looking forward to. So that's a big thing, and I just got back from uh, Kill Devil Hills, which is outside of Outer Banks, North Carolina. Okay. Um, some of the guys and I, one of our other friends, went down for the uh, weekend. We were only there from Friday night to this morning, but it was just one of those things to like get out of town, relax for a little while, you know, just just hang out, just be dumb for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that one. I'm happy. Uh, I know it was a rough year for both of us. I mean, it was it's a rough year for everybody. I can't. I don't know anyone who was like, you know what, 2020 wasn't that bad. Uh, at least not personally. I don't know them. But yeah, man, I was up. My uncle retired from his uh, career in the military, 
And that was actually supposed to be a month ago, but I, I know you are aware, but if for anyone not aware, that was like right – it was the weekend before – it was the weekend the entire city of Austin shut down because of the winter storm, the really, really bad winter storm that we had. And so like it was supposed to be in Austin, and then since it got pushed back a month, it was moved to Dallas. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why, uh, but yeah, so it was up there drove up to Dallas and I got to hang out with one of my good friends. I had a very special weekend. Justin knows what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I got to hang out with some family. I got to see my little niece. I got to see my brother and his wife and my, my parents. It was a lot of fun. It was it was nice. There was a lot of driving involved, like three hours between Austin and Dallas. And it's, uh you know, it was a lot of driving, but after a year of hardly driving at all, it was nice to like kind of just drive around for a little bit, even like even though it was, you know, it was just the interstate. But it was nice to just like drive around in town. I've never, I've really, have you ever been to Dallas? I've, I've, I've been to Dallas. I went to Dallas and Fort Worth, and I've only been up there like a couple of times in my life prior. Have you ever been up there, man? Never been to Dallas. I was in San Antonio, as you know, for a little while. Yeah. And I was in Austin for a weekend around that same time period, but I've never been to Dallas. It's uh, it seemed pretty nice. At least the parts that I was at, it seemed pretty nice. Um, hung out with my buddy Dalvin. Hope he's listening. Uh, really appreciate it. He let me crash on his couch. Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, especially since I haven't seen my family since the holidays, and a lot of the people that I saw this weekend I haven't seen in years, and they brought their kids. And not only are there more kids than I remember, but they're a lot bigger than I remember them. So everybody's growing up, man. Everybody's growing up. It's, uh, it happens quick, man. I know. We're both in our – well, I'm 31. Hartwell will be turning 31 in May. Uh, 15th? 16th. 16th. Damn it. Hey, but you're close. You're a lot closer than most other people. Damn it. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew it was middle of the month. I knew it was like it's middle of the month. I know like – I remember, I, I like, I know like ten people's birthdays off the top of my head, and like half of them are family, and the other half I'm just like really good friends. But other than that, I'm like I don't remember birthdays ever, man. Dude, you're, you're doing better than me. I remember my mom's and my dad's because they're both easy to remember. Yeah. I remember a couple of random friends of mine just because they're like, they're easy to remember. They're like right around holidays. Yeah. That's it. Like it is. I'm awful when it comes to remembering things. Yeah, luckily Facebook has made that a lot easier as far as like a lot of people I know and really like as people, but I can't remember their birthdays. Uh, but anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a few things, like I said up top. Let's talk about the big thing that really hit home for us recently. Uh, when was the day? Hold on, let me pull it up. It was uh, 314. It was the 15 year anniversary of Daddy's time. Yeah, yeah, it was last Sunday, right? It was a week ago. Yes. He did a little cute video with his kids. Let's see. When was that? Yes. It was the 14th. Anyway. So, yeah. Drew Brees retired, man. And if you're not aware, me and Hartwell are both uh, lifelong Saints fans. Uh, we both actually have tattoos, Saints tattoos. It was – I mean, we all knew it was coming. Like, we talked about it throughout the season, which had a disappointing end. But we knew this was coming. Like, this was – he's you know, there's some – it's up for debate whether he should have done it the year before or – you know, even earlier than that, but like, it's a big deal because you, you and I are both Saints fans and this was, he was the argue. I don't even know if it's arguably, I think he's the greatest player that's ever played for the Saints. 
and he lifted the franchise along with Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis and a, and a handful of other players. He lifted this organization out of like the the gutter of fucking like we yeah the ain'ts the the brown paper bags. The Saints have been around for sixty seven. So what is that? Fifty five, fifty four years, and we've maybe had ten good years, and like most of those have been with Drew Brees at the helm, so as the quarterback. So it's a big deal for us. He's a legend. He had that rough spot before the season began with the Ka- Kaepernick and kneeling and flag thing, which we can't we can't downplay. He definitely stepped in it, but overall had a, a remarkable career. 20 years in the league, 15 of it with the Saints. I've talked enough. Hartwell, Drew Brees retires. How are you feeling, man? How are you feeling about it? Are, what do you think about him looking back now? I mean – like you said, it was definitely something we knew was coming. Yeah. Like, it was, it was very obvious and it was clear that it was going to happen within, you know, from this year to the previous, like, two seasons. It was... Yeah. Like, we knew it was going to be happening soon. Yeah. But still, like, the announcement of it and knowing that, yes, he is retired, still him. Yeah. And uh, did you... I'm assuming you saw the video that he made. Yeah. About his, like, speech, like, to the world and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow him. Trust me, I have. I, I, I've, I'm so up Drew Brees' butt that uh, I have, like, post notifications on his Twitter and Instagram. So whenever he posts, I get notified on my phone to be like, <laughs> what's going on? And it's been like that for years. Fair. So, but, yeah. Again, it, it's one of those things of, could he retire sooner? Yes. Is it good that he made it this far? Debatable. But he's still... Finish strong, I would say, because of course at the beginning of the season he was still looking a little rough, but then he fell back into step as the season progressed. Yeah, and then the ribs injury sidelined him. Like, yeah, and the fact that he was still playing through that half, yeah, with the damage that he had, just shows how competitive he is and how bad he wants to play. So I know this had to be an extremely hard decision. Yeah, and. Like he's, like I just like I said earlier, he's the greatest player that's ever been a Saint. Um, he's done so much for the city. He's a stand-up guy. Won Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's never he never won a league MVP, but he did lead us to the Super Bowl and a Super Bowl victory and won Super Bowl MVP. Unfortunately, he never won an MVP, a league MVP. Which I mean, I thought there were a few years that he should have, but you know that that's a whole other conversation. And you know, a lot of people have been like, well, he only went to one Super Bowl. I was like, well, we should have gone to one more, but that's, uh, we got fucked over by the rest. Uh, but that's a whole other can of I know, man. We could, yeah, we, we could talk about that all day. He's a legend, man. And in my opinion, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Like, well, he also has probably the most records in the NFL, period. Yeah, as a quarterback. And, like you could like he was never the I'll say this he was never the most talented uh quarterback he was never the most talented player in the position there was always arguably Tom Brady you know Aaron Rodgers you had Peyton Manning in there as well you had you know you have Mahomes now and you have you know you have a list you have a, a an assortment of people that were either at Drew Brees' level and maybe one or two that were greater but I think pound for pound you know I think when it comes to accuracy when it comes to Maybe not arm strength, but effectiveness. I think that Drew Brees is the GOAT. Mind you, he had for most of his career, he had a 
bottom half of the league defense. And if it, if Drew Brees wasn't making miracles happen, we were going like seven and nine or worse. So it's it's he carried the team for many years, and it's a shame that right when we got a good defense, he was starting to age out and kind of really showing and really showing his age. So that was a downer. But I love him. I'm so grateful for what he gave us, and I think he's grateful for the opportunity because obviously he was injured. So uh, yeah, we took a chance on him. We, yeah, he came out. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm sure not everyone who's been in that locker room has loved Drew Brees as much as the fans do. But I think that a lot of people are sad to see him go because a lot of people are fans of him. And I think he's a stand-up guy. Like even Matt Ryan was like, "I played this dude twice a year for 12 years. He was the he was awesome." And so like, it's it, it it's sad. But I mean, he's he's gonna be. I'm gonna see him on Saturdays in the fall because he'll be. He'll be the color commentator for the Notre Dame games on NBC Sports, which is going to be awesome. Uh, but he must be happy as pig shit, dude. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, just because he's a good player and doesn't mean he'll necessarily be good in the booth, but we'll see. I, I think he will. But I'm I'm not going to be too upset. Like, I, I, he, it, it's time to go. Like, you don't want to stay too long. You don't want to be a far, or you know, you don't want to be a the like he was really showing his age this last season and the season before. And, like, you needed to really – it was time to hang it up. And he went out. He didn't go out on top, but he did go out with a manner, like a, a degree of decency and integrity. So it's – yeah, it's it was time. So it was – Not to speak too ill well, but he didn't pull a far, but retire, come back, retire, not retire. It, it, it didn't make a mess of it. It was a clean, I'm retired, I'm done. He went out. Not on top, but he didn't go out like, okay, you should have retired years ago. Yeah, and the other thing is, even though I know Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl with another team, but I'm glad that I never had to see Drew Brees play in a uniform other than the Saints. Like, I mean, uh, he, he yeah. started his career in San Diego, but, like, he's a Saint. He'll always be a Saint. He is the New he will always be a New Orleans Saints uh, player, and I, I would have been very upset to see him, like, play in, I don't know, like a – uh, an Arizona Cardinals jersey or Miami Dolphins or just any other team. I would have been very upset by that. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun while it lasted, right? And, and the big question is, <laughs> do you think they're going to retire the number? Oh, absolutely. They're going to be doing that right away, probably. Probably right before – he has to wait five years to get in the Hall of Fame. They'll probably retire his jersey – Maybe next season or the season after. Like it's it's time, and it'd be very curious to see what Jameis does. Uh, I'm glad I love Taysom Hill, but I'm glad they're not going with Taysom. I, I'm I'm all aboard. I think Jameis has the. I think we I think he can get it done. I think he can we can be competitive with him, or at least I hope so, man. Well, I mean, honestly, knowing how crazy Peyton is, yeah, it would not surprise me if we run a two quarterback system. Yeah, like college or some shit. Yeah, just. Because both of them have an arm. Yeah. One's more accurate than the other, but one has a cannon. Yeah. And then, you know, they can both, they're both quick on their feet. One uh, one knows all the different plays on defense and offense. Mm -hmm. So, if, I mean, knowing Peyton and the crazy stuff that we've pulled before, it would not surprise me if we run a double quarterback offense. It would just get weird. So we'll see what happens. I'm not really, you know, I mean, we live and die by the Saints, man. So we'll, it might be rough, but hopefully it won't be. I don't think we'll win a Super Bowl with Jameis, but, you know, stranger things have happened. We'll see. Um, 
I mean, I'm not. My hopes aren't exactly terribly high because we basically have to gut the entire team to get back up. Oh yeah, man, that was that was the thing. Everyone's like, I wonder what the Saints are gonna do in free agency. I'm like, dog, we're just trying to get in the black. Like we're in the red. <laughs> dude, we were so red the meter was broken and spun back around on the other side. Oh, dude, but somehow we did it, man. Mickey Loomis is a fucking wizard. Uh, geniuses, geniuses all over. There. Yeah, for real. So yeah, let's 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 call it a day with this with the Saints talk. Be very interesting to see what we do in the draft. I think you know. I think we have picking each round. I know we definitely have a pick in the first round. Be interesting. But uh, anyway, let's move on to what normally when I bring Justin on. Not that it's, I'm typecasting him or you know compartmentalizing him into one little square peg. But we got some superhero stuff to talk about. We've been friends for seventeen years somewhere in that ballpark and most of our friendship is based off of the of the saints and comic books and superheroes so we got some stuff to talk about <laughs> I, i'm excited I, i've been waiting to have this conversation yeah so let's talk about some things that have happened since the last time we talked uh one of them i forgot to mention up top before we started recording uh, Wonder Woman 84. That came out in around Christmas. I don't know. I don't think we talked about it. No, I, don't, I don't remember. I think we had like a couple like uh, text like yeah. thoughts. I think that was about it. Yeah, so real quick, let's talk about Wonder Woman 84 because it ties into the main topic, but we're also going to talk about WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier a bit, and then we'll move on to Justice League. But what were your thoughts, man? Did you hate it as much as everybody else did? I, it just... I was... It feels like it's never quite lining up. Yeah. Like, it wasn't awful, but it definitely had the potential to be so much better than it was. Yeah. And again, not sure. Like, would I watch it again? Maybe. Yeah. But it's not like a, it's not a civil war to me. It's not a, I want to watch this again. I want this movie. I have to watch it again because it's that good. Yeah. I mean, we're seasoned vets. Literally, the first volume of this pod, we did a four-parter, the the infamous four-parter on the history of superhero films, and we talked about all of them. So Justin and I are like seasoned vets in this genre. And honestly, I said that, was it great? No. Was it unwatchable? Because you and I have watched some pretty like awful, atrocious superhero films uh, that a lot of people haven't. And we, we we braved those waters so other people didn't have to. It's not. It was it was fine. I didn't hate it. I just I, I didn't think it was great. I thought it was dumb. But I was like, hey man, at least it was. There were fun parts to it. I mean, Cheetah looked atrocious, but I mean, yeah, like there was obviously a lot of plot holes. Yeah, really dumb. Really dumb. A lot of plot holes. A lot of things were left unexplained. Yeah. Or the, the explanations. We're extremely convoluted. Hey, let's not step on any territory we're going to cover with Justice League, all right, here? We got... <laughs> I got my notes ready. Some of them I'm still confused on, so I know I need to, like, figure out what some of these things mean. But yeah, there's a theme here. Yes, there is a theme in the DC films. Yeah, man, I mean, it was fine. Like, I, I think people, like, I was, te- I came off, I mean, you know how negative I've been on the DC films before. I thought I was fair to this one. I was like, it was fine. I didn't hate it. Like, it was too long. Like, it was two and a half hours long. I was like, you could have probably shaved that to under two hours, but all right. And a lot of people, like, people, like, my mother watched it. She hated it. One of, a couple of my other friends hated it. Like, 
passionately hated. I was like, man, y'all, y'all don't know how bad things can get in this genre. Like that was, you know, that was fine. At least like I liked the characters in this one. Like there was, and at least like Patty Jenkins is a capable director. Like I was fine. It was, it wasn't great, but it was like, you know, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't hit. They don't like me and you have said this, like this has been a consistent theme through most of our conversations on the pod and off the pod. They don't all need to be Endgame. They don't all need to be Civil War. They don't all need to be The Dark Knight like, or Logan. They don't need to be home runs. We'll take a we'll take an in the park double. You know, we'll talk. We'll, we can just get on base, man. Just get on base. Just hit the ball. We'll work on points later. Just build it up and just make sure you're ready for that. When that knockout comes, you're ready to get some points on the board. We don't need. Yeah. Just 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 take your time with it. It's pace like pace it up because. There's no catching up tomorrow. Yeah. They need to get rid of that notion. They just need to... Because now that Marvel, I don't want to say is slowing down, but we had that huge, like, bubble of Marvel, like, the build-up burst. Mm -hmm. And we're now looking for the new bubble to, like, start building. Mm -hmm. Now is the time for DC to really start, like, slowing down and pacing out everything. Because people are looking for that lull, that gap to fill this lull, and that would be a great spot for them to start laying out their ground. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't need to be Shakespeare. It just needs to be fun. And I had fun with parts of Wonder Woman 84. Uh, I gave it a C. I was like, it was a C. It was a C. I didn't get an F or a D. It was a C. I didn't think it was amazing, but it was fine. It was all right. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. Like that's really what I go into a lot of these films now. Is like, just don't make me hate it. Like it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't necessarily have to be Shakespeare. But just like, don't make me feel like I wasted my time. Here. Let's move on to some. Yeah, go ahead. So, just final question on Wonder Woman was, what can the Lasso Truth not do? <laughs> That's the biggest takeaway I had from that movie. Like, what can this thing not do? Because it is all over the place. Yeah, man. It does whatever the writer... It does whatever the plot needs it to do. What is that called? It's a... Uh, uh, Deus Ex Machina. There it is. Well, it's not exactly a Deus Ex Machina, but it's along the same lines. It's basically just like a magic wand. It does whatever... Like, it was like... Uh, uh, like in Harry Potter. Like Whatever the plot needs it to do, it does. Um... So let's move on to something we both really enjoyed. I talked about this last episode with Alex. Uh, we t we had WandaVision come out, and I I've already expressed my feelings on it. So Hartwell, feel free to just lay it out for us. You know, uh, we were really big we're really big fans of Marvel, and I think we were both really big fans of the show. So how did you feel about it? You know, looking at it as a whole. Spoiler alert, alert for WandaVision. We're going to be spoiling some of it. I'll edit that to the front of the conversation. As a whole, the pacing was fantastic. And the unsettling, unnerving, kind of weird, what's actually going on here. Yeah, the tension. Oh, the tension was so good. Mm -hmm. It was so good and so well. Like, just those moments of, you know, little flickers in reality and that unease that you're getting from some of these happy characters and what and how they're saying them mm -hmm. were probably some of my favorite parts. Did you like the ex the uh, the ex I guess what am I trying to say the playing with genre as far as did you like exploring the different eras of sitcom? Oh, absolutely! The the way that it changed per episode, yeah, and how it all like rolled through together. Because when they first explained it or you know teased that was going on, I had no idea how they were going to take. 
Yeah, for real. But after seeing it and knowing that's how it was working, it, I mean, whoever, this was, uh, what's his name, John Favreau? No, this was uh, Jacques Schaefer and Max Schachman. Uh, Jack Schaefer and Max Schachman. Uh, Jack Schaefer uh, was the creator of the show and the head writer, and Matt, Schock- Matt Schockman directed all six, ep- uh, nine episodes. Uh, and obviously, Kevin Feige and his team were involved. Of course, it's Marvel, but yeah, no, John Favreau was involved in this. He was in. The, he was, he's too busy with the Mandalorian. Sure, which is phenomenal and all. Yeah. Himself. Yeah, for real. But uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and you know, I'm not a, a strickler for. The you know characters from comics and movies and how they have to change or alter some of them. So the fact that they had Agatha be a you know like a curiosity in Wanda instead of her mentor, which is what she was in the comics. Yeah. And how they were able to like turn that into like her character in the show is I thought very well done. I love the Quicksilver bit. I still I don't think he's done. I think that was like. Uh, I'm pr- I would bet money that that's Disney's way of introduce, like starting to introduce the mutants and everything mm-hmm. from, that they got from Fox and everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what's her name with uh, Fury in the scroll. Oh, Monica uh, Photon, I believe. Fury, it was super- what her, uh, I think it's Photon or one. I think it's Photon. I I can't remember. Don't quote me on that, but it's Photon. Yeah. I think she's a, I think she's a newer hero. If I'm, yeah. If I'm correct, because because when I first saw her, I was trying to be, put together uh, who she was in the comics, mm-hmm. and when I read online, it's Photon. I was like, oh, okay, that has to be someone new because. I'm very, I'm not as up-to-date as I should be on my comics reading and more. Yeah, I mean, I don't read them anymore. I, I follow them, and the internet is there for resources, like references and stuff like that. You can just yeah. look back. But there's a general, like someone asked me, like, explain House of M to me. Is WandaVision tying into House of M? I'm like, not exactly. This is, not really. But, uh, so I had to explain House of M, but like, that was like the mid two thousands. That's probably as far back as I go, as far as like like this past decade. I don't know what the storylines have been. I know some Spider Man storylines, but I don't know a lot of the other ones. So definitely, House of M was the influence for this. Yeah, we can absolutely you know say that was the case here. But I mean, fantastic show. Yeah, um, and I'm excited to see. All the other ones, because if this is like going to be the standard of the shows, mm-hmm. then I am so hyped. It was great. I loved it. Just to echo some of the things I said on the last episode, uh, it was great. I thought it was emotionally resonant. It was very powerful. Paul Bettany and Lizzie Olsen and Catherine Hahn, they were all great in it. And, you know, uh, I cried. I cried in the last episode when she was, when Vision, when fake Vision was saying goodbye to her. Uh, I'm very curious to see, like, we both know that this is, that WandaVision is going to tie into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which is coming out, I think, next year, I think March of next year. So, yeah, on the last episode I did with my friend Alex, we talked about all the stuff that Marvel has coming, and dude, it was like, I was rambling, because I had to, like, list, I listed everything, and it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, there's so much shit on the, on the slate. But it was really good. It was really good. So let's use that to talk about the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, Justin mentioned off-air that he has not watched it yet. I watched it again today. I watched it early Friday morning, and I watched it again this morning when I woke up. Because uh, I don't know I don't know what your your schedule was with WandaVision, 
but mine was watch it in the middle, right when I wake up before work on Friday. And then when I'm done work on that day, I rewatch it because I like I feel like you got to watch these episodes like twice. One to get the shock factor through, and the second one you can actually start to like really pay attention to things. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to spoil anything. No spoilers for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I will say mild spoiler. Uh, they mentioned LSU, which was awesome. Fucking loved that. That was great. Um, it's looking very interesting. I will tell you that, I mean, you know they get together eventually, but Falcon and, you know, Sam and Bucky don't actually get together in this episode. It looks like they're going to get together right at the beginning of episode two. Again, that's mild spoiler, I guess, but it's it's more of just like, obviously, if you're aware, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, was blipped, and he just came back at the end of Endgame on your left, one of the greatest moments in cinema history. And Bucky also was blipped, and he came back, and it's really, like... This isn't really spoiling anything. It's really just like catching up with these two characters because the last week time we saw them was in-game and you're like, what have they been up to? How are they handling life after coming back from being gone for five years? And I really liked it. It's got some really interesting things going on. Some A little, not that heavy on the action, but there's an opening action sequence that I thought was really good involving the Falcon. But it's also got some like little touching character moments like you find out what Bucky's been up to and it's kind of like he mentions it like he's like not only was I blipped five years ago and been gone for all these years but I've been frozen and de de uh uh thought thought out I've been frozen and thought out like erratically from the past 90 years like so he's he's really like he's he hasn't really had a time to like process all the shit that he's been through through his entire life so uh, you get a little bit of that in this episode. It was great. I'm really looking forward to it. And then we got Loki coming out in June, and we got What If, the animated show coming out, I think, in May or July or something like that, one of those. And, oh, I'm so excited for What If. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Like, I think, I really I really hope people embrace that show, because that's just going to be like an anthology series, and that's not going to be necessarily like one overall story. That's just going to be a bunch of stuff. Um, and if you've read comics with me and Justin, you're familiar with what what if is and stuff like that. So it's really good. I'm really looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm really glad they only gave us a week off in between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, uh, yeah, it's great, man. It's a great time to be a Marvel fan. And now it's time to shift back to DC. All right, Hartwell, you ready for this? I got my notes out. So, okay. We're going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, a.k.a. the Snyder Cut. And a little backstory here. I told this to Justin very recently. I, I thought I mentioned it to you before on the pod, but for anyone who's not aware, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, is indirectly responsible for me launching a podcast. I had been thinking about doing it for years. I started in 2016, but I had been thinking about doing it since 2013. And I believe I launched the original pod in June of 2016, and that was almost directly after Justin and I had both seen Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And we literally had an hour-long, hour-and-a-half-long conversation just talking about how dumb that movie was. And just, like, all the issues we had with it. And just, like, we just, like, vented. And then I was, I got off the phone with him, and I was like, this is what the pod is going to be. I'm just going to be talking. I'm just going to be bullshitting with my friends for, like, an hour and a half. And that's what I want to do. And I, I like a few weeks later, I called you and we recorded the demo and then we recorded episode one. Yeah. So it's, and then the rest is, the rest is history, right? So 
Zack Snyder, Warner Brothers, and DC are indirectly responsible for what we are doing currently right now. So, yeah. Um, Thanks, maybe. Zack and Warner Brothers for making that movie so rough. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, let's talk about it. It just came out on HBO Max. I watched it on Thursday night because I had to drive Friday, so I didn't have the time to watch it Friday. Just a little bit more backstory. So for anyone not aware, uh, basically what happened is Zack Snyder directed Man of Steel in 2013. He directed Batman vs. Superman in 2016. Uh, and then he went right after finished filming Batman vs. Superman. They decided to make Justice League. And that came out in 2017, but Zack Snyder and his wife, Deborah Snyder, they had a little bit of family tragedy happen to them. So there's some debate whether Snyder was fired and then the tragedy happened or the tragedy happened and he decided to step away. It's kind of murky now, but basically they brought in Josh Weed to do rewrites. And then when he, and then when Zack Snyder left the project, uh, they hired Josh Whedon to finish the film and do rewrites and do reshoots and basically that got us 2017's uh, Justice League, the the original theatrical cut. Uh, Justin and I talked about it way back on episode 29. I looked this up a while back ago. We both were not fans. Is that fair to say that you were not a fan of that original version, Harlow? Yes, and I will uh, preface this coming conversation is that after, after watching the Snyder cut, I don't know if it was because a lot of things have changed or been added, mm-hmm. or it's been an age, because there was a lot of things I did not remember from the first film, and I can't remember if there was something new, or I just purged it from my memory. Yeah, I... So I'm going to be relying on you to help me figure those out, because yeah. my brain was struggling. Yeah. I mean, I had only seen Justice League, the original version, once, and I saw it with my friend Tiffany, who's also been on the pod. I was like, I'm not paying Warner Brothers. I'm, they're not getting my money to see that. She's like, oh, well, I bought it. I bought two tickets. My friend uh, couldn't make it. Would you want to go? I was like, all right, man, if the ticket's free and you want me to come along, I'll come along. And I only saw it that one time in movie theaters, and I was like, yeah, that film was absolutely trash. I was going to ask you, uh, you just said you don't remember exactly what happened to it. Uh, we haven't gotten into spoilers yet. We're going to talk about uh, – we're going to give our feelings non-spoilers and then we're going to get to spoilers territory for anyone listening. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll announce when the spoilers have begun, so don't worry about that. And there's time codes, of course, in the description in case you want to hop around or skip anything. Uh, so, Hartwell, do you, like, like I said earlier, we've seen a lot of bad superhero films. Do you remember like your feelings about the original Justice League? Like, where did, where did it sit with you? as far as, like, the worst films in the genre? So the original version, I wouldn't say was as bad as the uh, 2019 Hellboy. Oh, God. Because that thing was dumpster. Oh, my God, that film was so bad. I can't believe we actually paid to see that. (laughs) Hey, we were doing it because we owe it to the pod. Yeah. We have... Well-rounded watching ability that we would go through and watch it because it's a comic book movie. We we got to we got to weather. We like being at this party. We got to weather the highs and the lows, man. Like we gotta we, we gotta do it. It's our due diligence, man. Yeah, for real. So I wouldn't say the first one was bottom of the barrel, mm-hmm. but it definitely wasn't much higher than that. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like a tier right above. Like it wasn't the basement, but it was like it was like you know just above the basement. Right. Like, I would probably watch Iron Man 3 before I watch 
Batman or the original Justice League again. Mm -hmm. But that's very close. Like to me, those are you know maybe a half step from each other, and it can go either way depending on. Yeah, I, I I actually disagree with you. I think it, I actually think it was one of the worst. Like, like it's I think we talked about this before on the pod, but like the Fantastic Four that came out twenty fourteen, Electra, uh, the Hellboy is definitely in this category now. Not the Rob one. No, 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 the David Harbor one that came out last year or twenty nineteen. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else was there? Yeah, like which one? Green Lantern. Oh, Green Lantern is definitely one of them. I really think, like, it's Spider-Man 3, the film that didn't happen. That's in that category. Like, I think it is in the categories of worst examples from this genre. Like, it's... Or, like, your Ghost Riders. Oh, uh, what's another terrible fucking... I watched Ghost Rider before I watched uh, Original Justice League. Not, uh, they're, all, they're all in the same bag to me. So this is... This was, like, a pretty, like, awful version. And, you know, it... Knowing the knowing the backstory and the production history of it all, because another factor was Batman vs Superman was successful, but it wasn't as successful as uh, a lot of DC and Warner Brothers wanted it to be, and so and then just and then right after Batman vs Superman came out, I believe that came out in the spring, and then Wonder Woman came out that fall, I think around Thanksgiving. Uh, don't quote me on that; it's a blur now. What is time? Uh, so there was some heavy course correcting going on in the Justice League. So it felt, it so felt tonally all over the place and it felt really bad and really like the only good thing about it was that it was, as we'll touch upon in a bit, it was only like two hours long. Like, I think it was like maybe 110 minutes. So it was, it was bad, but at least it wasn't like, yeah, I know it wasn't like, oh my God, this is fucking terrible. Like, Going back to Hellboy, that movie was like 90 minutes long or 100 minutes long, and it felt like it was two and a half hours long. I'm like, God damn it, this movie won't fucking end. So neither one of us were big fans, I think it's fair to say, of the original version. So, you know, Hartwell, what did you think? Well, first off, did you did you want a Snyder Cut? Like there was a this is a result of a huge fan campaign. Did you want to see this version of the movie? So as you and I probably discussed, I'm not so sure where we've had this conversation. It was, a, it was to me, it was a, I could take it or leave it. Am I interested to see what Zack Snyder originally would have done? Yes. Do I think this is it? Not entirely. Because I, I, I firmly believe that this is along the lines of what Snyder wanted, mm -hmm. but they definitely took notes on the reviews of the first one. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, this is what they didn't like. This is, you know, this is what actually worked. And we need to clean this up and we need to explain this more. So do I think this is the true Zack Snyder cut? No. Do I think it is uh, in line with what it could have been? Sure. But it is definitely you. It is definitely a Zack Snyder version after reviewing how bad the first one. Yeah, and again, more background. When, Z when Zack Snyder left the project, there are varying reports, like whether he had filmed 75% of the movie he wanted or 90%. Like it was like, it was somewhere in that, it was almost finished, but he left the project. Again, don't know if he was fired or left at his own volition, but he also did have family tragedy, so that also, it was, it's been a rough time for Zack Snyder. And 
honestly, I didn't want this movie. Like, I did, like, I think I joked with you or I joked online that I was like, it doesn't matter what version of this film that comes out. It's always going to suck because the Snyderverse sucks. I'm just going to get that out of the air now. And if you've been listening to this pod for the, over these past five years or almost five years, you know how I feel about Zack Snyder's film. I think Man of Steel was dumb. I think it was dumb, dumb, dumb. People retroactively think, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad. I was like, no, it's dumb. It's a terrible movie. It's 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 so uh, okay. It's not terrible. Uh, it's probably the best one he's done. But it also was just. I have so many thoughts. Like I was like, I was so excited about that movie, and it I just it let me down so much. Batman vs Superman was not only dumb, but it was boring. God damn, that movie was boring. It's two and a half hours long, and it really doesn't start getting good. Until like the hour 45, two hour mark. And like the the actual fight, I mean, it was cool, I guess. But the Martha thing, Lex Luthor, it was just so bad. And then you look at the other films that DC films that Zack Snyder had little to no uh, input in or involvement in. Like your Wonder Woman's, I still haven't seen Aquaman. Your Shazam's. Like Wonder Woman's actually a legit great film. I think that it's a legit great film. And Shazam was a cute film. It was fun. It was a two-hour romp. It was fun. So I just, I don't give a shit about the Snyderverse. I don't really care. I think it's an awful, awful take on the characters. It's visually interesting to a degree. Uh, when we get into actually talking about this film, I'm going to be echoing a lot of my similar complaints that I had with Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, and I just don't care. But I guess I am happy for him. I'm happy for the fans who really wanted this. I'm happy Zack Snyder's Still got to do what he wanted to do. Congrats to him. But ultimately, I watched this so we could talk about it on the pod. If you and I had been like, we're not going to do this, I would never have watched this because I honestly don't give a fuck about this interpretation or this version or this universe. Like, I don't give a fuck. Needless to say, if you've already, the attentive ones out there listening to this will already tell that I did not give a, did not care for this version or did not care for this movie. But let's, I guess, get started talking about the actual movie. No spoilers here. And then in a bit, we're going to get into spoiler territory. Okay. So Justin, so what did you think about Justice League? Zack Snyder's Justice League, AKA the Snyder Cup. Okay. And my spoiler-free notes and final thoughts. Yeah. Too long. Fucking, oh my god, that's the honest to god truth. There's a, there's a clear part where they could have, like, broken into two parts, which I can, which I'll explain later for those who've never seen the original one or this one. Mm -hmm. It does open doors uh, for possible future projects, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the costume designs were a little different, a little... Some of them were okay, some of them were a little better. The biggest thing is they need to clean up damn CGI. Yeah. The CGI has to be better. It's 2021, and friggin' uh, Jurassic Park still looks better than this movie in, C- in terms of CGI. Yeah. Some of the character casting, I feel like, could have been better, but... The OG film was definitely a 2 or 3 out of 10. This version is only maybe a 4 or 5 out of 10. Yeah. At, at best, and that's being generous. Yeah, I, I did not like this. I did not care for it. It felt every bit of 4 hours. Like I was like, look, I know you wanted to get as much as this, as much of this film out there 
for the fans who have been clamoring for it for three, four years now, or, or almost four years now. But there's no reason this film should have been four hours long. It, you like the original, like I said, was like maybe a hundred minutes, maybe a hundred ten minutes, but it was like it wasn't more than two hours. There is a three-hour film in the middle there. Like you could, you didn't necessarily need to cut out because there were a lot of there are some different. There are a, a, quite a bit of difference between the original version and this version. You could have you could have trimmed this down to maybe three hours, maybe three and a half if you were trying to feel you know luxurious or you know excessive. But like four hours is just too fucking long. There was just so much shit that I didn't care about in this movie. I th I can't I can't agree with you more that the CG looks terrible. Not only do like the parademons and cyborg still look terrible. You, a lot of this you could tell was shot on green screen. Like, uh, it's become commonplace for a lot of films to, like, have physical, like, sets and then have green screen walls and ceilings and then they just add a city or an outside venue later. Like, not a lot of things are shot on location. Obviously, a lot of things that were reshot for this Snyderverse, uh, Snyder Cut, were filmed during the pandemic. Like, a, a lot of it was filmed... Uh, late half of 2020. So yeah, it was, wasn't was necessarily feasible to go different places to film, but it looks terrible. Like, I, I just, that's, and it goes back to, like I said, a lot of my issues with the Snyder version, Snyder movies, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Just Sleep, they all look terrible. Like, they just look ugly. Like, everybody's like, oh, it's so stylized, and it's so, such a unique vision. I was like, it looks terrible, though. It's ugly. It's an unappealing world. Granted, the the line of demarcation that you were talking about, I think that after that moment happens, it does start to get brighter and better looking as far as, like, cinematography and visuals, as far as just, like, the, the, the color palette. But otherwise, it's always ugly. There's no reason why... Yeah. It's just in a weird, dark, gray skin. Yeah, desaturated look, yeah. It looks bad. It just looks so ugly. Like, I'm just like, I don't... I, I don't like looking at this. Like, it's not... Why is every... Like, I literally have a note. Where did I write this? Uh, why is everything dark in the middle of the day? Does anyone... Do people just not own lamps in this goddamn universe? Like, like... When when Martha Kent and Lois, there's a scene with them talking, and I get it. For anyone who hasn't seen Batman vs Superman, I'm sorry, but Superman dies in that film, so they're both in mourning. I get it. They're trying to show that since Superman is dead, the world has been darker. But here's the fucking problem with that: it was dark when he was alive. Like in Man of Steel, it was too dark. Like in fucking Batman vs Superman, it was way too dark. It's so fucking. I don't get why people like this. It looks ugly. Like. Why is everything so muted? Why is everything so dark? Why does everything look so ugly? Like, fuck. Because uh, it's possibly overcast. Yes. Like, there's no reason. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's, it, it's just, this is what you sign up for. Because if you look at, if you look at, Zack Snyder did Watchmen, and he did 300, and Sucker Punch, to an extent, in the, in the dream sequences are all very dimly lit, and all kind of share that same color palette. I, I don't know offhand if he used the same cinematographer for each one, but there is a style to a Zack Snyder film. And it's not very appealing. And I just, excuse me, but I just like, excuse me for wanting like Superman, who is the beacon of light and hope in this, in the universe. Maybe I just want him to look cheerful. Like, 
like I'm not saying I like the well, I already said I didn't like the original Justice League that Joss Whedon uh reshot and took over. But at least some of that was bright. Like I didn't necessarily agree with all the cho- the choices that were made in that version, but there were some things that I liked. Like it was at least somewhat brighter. So, uh, God, it's really hard to talk without spoilers, uh, especially since a version of this film already came out. So it's it's it is largely the same plot. You would agree they added some stuff. Do you think? Okay, let's ask. Let me ask you that. The stuff they did add, which we're not going to spoil. Did you like the stuff they added, like the epilogue and some of the different? Like they added more villains. I think it's fair to say non-spoilerly, right? Yeah. So did you like what they added? So. I definitely like how they expanded on a bunch of things. Yeah. I will say that. They definitely fleshed out the characters. The epilogue was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. But some of it, again, was, you know, not needed and too much. Mm-hmm. So it, it's that catch-22 of, yeah, I like that they expanded and explained a lot of things and, you know, fleshed out more. But at the same time, there was a lot of things that didn't need. Yeah. So it's... There's no good answer on if I liked it. Yeah, I think I think it's fair the grade you gave it. I'm a little bit more harsh. I would say that the original version that came out in 2017 is probably a two out of ten, and I would say this is maybe a three or four. Like I I, I texted you this, I put it online that like there were some minor improvements. I was a really big fan of the third act. They they changed a few things around. I, I like like Flash and Cyborg. I think Flash and Cyborg in this film were better in this than the original version. Like I thought Cyborg was a war, more well developed character, and I thought Flash, well, he was still the comic relief. Like I really thought that he was scaled back and like more palatable in this. And I still had issues with their backstories. Like I was like, this doesn't okay. It's still poorly written, but all right, fine. It's not as bad. I did like the villains are better, I guess, but I still had questions about like what their plan was in this and what the hell were they doing and why are, why is only one villain doing this when he has other villains he could easily call and just be like, yo, bro, help me out here. I, I do, I guess I liked Henry Cavill. I, I always loved Henry Cavill as Superman. And yes. I, I like, I like, uh, I like the cast. I think the cast is good. Like Ben Affleck is really good in this still. I still like him as Batman. I don't necessarily like this Batman, and I don't necessarily like this Superman, but I like the care, I like the actors in it, and uh, yeah. Uh, I will say Ben Affleck would be a much better Thomas Wayne than Bruce Wayne. Oh, are you referring to like Flash, Flashpoint yeah. kind of? Okay, Flashpoint. yeah. If you know, you know. But like, yeah. I would agree. Uh, well, there will be getting a Flashpoint movie eventually. It was supposed to come out by now, but who the fuck knows what's going to happen now? No, 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 you're good, you're good. That's a great point. It, it's way too long. And let's talk about the other thing that we both wrote notes on, the aspect ratio. The fucking, like, for anyone not aware, this was normally films are shown in widescreen. Uh, this had a 1. 1 to one point. what was it? I can't remember. Uh, hold on, let me... Hold on. Hold on. Let me... I can find it. Aspect. Okay, so normally uh, normally it's a widescreen. I don't know the specifications of the widescreen, but this was... It says, according to Wikipedia, this cut was filmed and will be released in an open mat uh, 1.33 to 1 aspect ratio along IMAX 
0.43 to 1 ratio. Basically, it's just a square. It's terrible looking. I don't know why he did it. He specifically, if you recall, when this film starts, there was a thing. HBO Max was like, yo, this is what Zack Snyder wanted. So we didn't want this, but this is how it's going to be. And I thought it was terrible looking. I hated it. I really hated seeing those black bars on the side. I, I, why why film it like this? Or why present it like this if it's not going to be shown in IMAX? Like, what? what? Why are we doing this? So I actually have a note that says, for, for a uh, aspect ratio equals too lazy to fix. Dude, it's so... Because I tagged you on like a parody... Of someone saying, make sure you watch your, make sure you watch uh, the Zack Snyder cut on your iPhone 4s to get to <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that. Uh, and, uh, someone commented, it's like, well, it's supposed to be an IMAX, and they were just holding true to the vision. It's like, cool. But after 2020, and you realize, hey, this probably isn't going to happen. We should probably do a widescreen and have an option to pick which one you want to see. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. I, it just weird choices, weird stylized choices that I'm just like, what is this? I have that written so many times in my notes. Yeah. Um, interesting choice, odd choice. Why? There's a lot of that throughout my notes. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's do spoilers. But before we get into that, let's talk about we. I guess you gave your 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 verdict on it, but you know. Let's just say we'll get into spoilers, but do you want more of this? Like, is this something that is this something he left the ending, the epilogue, left it open for stuff that w would be interesting to see, I guess. And I don't really know what the plans are with Warner Media and Zack Snyder and DC, like what the plan is as far as because we have a Batman, we have a new Batman movie coming out next year. Uh, we had we just had Wonder Woman eighty four. I think we have a Flash movie. Uh, we definitely have an Aquaman 2 coming out at some point. I don't know if we're going to get any more Zack Snyder DC films. We're, I think we're going to get a Shazam 2 eventually as well. But, like, just do you want – do you want – I don't even know. Let's call it, like, Justice League 2. Like, would you want a follow-up to this based on what we saw at the end? <laughs> because I always turn – like, I, I'm, I'm, there's plenty of proof on it. But I, I could bet money that there's been, I've said, they're taking a step in the right direction. Yeah. And I know I've said that multiple times about the DC movies. Yeah. And at this point, it, it feels like baby steps. Yeah. It feels like baby steps after constantly saying it so many times. Yeah. Or it's they take a step, and then they'll take a step with, like, Wonder Woman. Yep. And then they'll fall back with Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad. And then they'll fall back again with uh, Justice League, but then they'll have a step with Shazam. Yeah. So there, there's this constant back and forth where they just can't get in a good, where they just can't get in a good creative rhythm. Yeah. And so it, it, it depends. Like, there's a lot of things they would have to fix. Yeah. Then clean up. So if they clean it up, then yeah, I could. I would be interested to see if they do continue this, mm -hmm. and that would definitely give it a watch. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to open that can of worms and it just turn into another dumpster fire. Yeah, I. 
I didn't want this version. I don't want any more of it. Naturally, if they, if it's, I'm paying for HBO Max. If they do more and it comes on HBO Max, I'll give it a watch because I can always just turn it off and watch something else. But I don't want any more of this. There were some very interesting things, new characters introduced at the end of this, and they have like a whole alternate universe that may be like a future version of events that who the hell knows what they're going to do with that. Uh, Yeah, I guess I would watch it maybe, especially if you watched it, we could talk about it and joke about it. Uh, But like, honestly, I don't want any more. I think they should just call it a day. I don't know what the fuck their plan is. Like Marvel has a plan. It's, I, I did notice that like Marvel doesn't make mistakes like this, or at least if they do make mistakes like this, they don't necessarily dwell on it. Like, I was just thinking, I was like, all this talk about, like, the history, the backstory, like, we don't get insight into what Marvel does internally. Like, we, they, they, they were on a tight ship over there. And again, I hate to compare it, because they don't necessarily have to compete with each other. But the, they are the two, they are the, they are the Coke and Pepsi of the genre. So they're going to get compared. They're the Apple and Microsoft, right? So... Yeah. They they don't allow for shit like this to happen. So I guess like I don't want any more Zack Snyder. I didn't want Zack Snyder after Batman vs Superman. I didn't want a Justice League to begin with. I wanted someone else because if you look at you know the the other creative forces involved in this universe with your Shazam movies, your Wonder Woman movies, even though Wonder Woman eighty four wasn't that good, I don't want any more Zack Snyder. I'm sorry. He's a very talent. I think he's a very in- interesting talented director but he was a bad fit for man of steel and he's been a bad fit ever since i don't want any more of this um so yeah let's move on to, let's move on to spoilers are you ready to move on to spoilers yep so are we, are we just gonna go in order of notes if we have something that lines up we go for it yeah sure i just wanted to jump off real quick because you it was i had a eureka moment when watching this so spoiler warning this is where spoilers beginning three Two, one, we have entered spoilers. If you're listening and don't want this shitty movie spoiled for you, maybe I, you should want it spoiled so you don't have to watch it because it's a terrible movie. Uh, here's the thing. Here was my Eureka moment, and it was it was crystallized. It I can pinpoint exactly to this scene when people are like, what don't you like about Snyder's DC films? I can point to this scene specifically in this movie. Okay. So you have Wonder Woman coming in to save a bunch of children that are, you know, terrorists are going to blow them up and kill all these children, right? Okay, so you know the scene I'm talking about. It was in the original. It was a little bit different in the original, but it's still in there in this version, right? So Wonder Diana comes in, beats up all the bad guys, kills a few people, and she sees that, like, the dude, the main dude, who was a Game of Thrones actor. I can't remember what he played, but he was in Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, so you just see her like easily dispatch a whole bunch of villains, a whole bunch of the bad guys, the terrorists with ease. Right. And then, you know, she sees the bombs about to go off and she sees the dude is about to point the gun at her, you know, and then she like claps her bracelets together and blows out the windows. Right. Why did she do that? She could have easily. (laughs) I have the exact same. Like all the special stories, chunk of building and basically disintegrates the terrorists of this organization. Yeah, and blows up chunks of building onto the cops and everyone out in the street. She could have easily just darted to him, knocked him out, 
and then that's it. But that's what Zack Snyder likes. That's the, the that's the kind of shit he puts in his movie. It goes back to Man of Steel, where you couldn't just have Zod and and Superman fight each other. No, they had to fight each other and destroy a bunch of the city because he thinks that looks cool, but it's dumb and antithetical to their characterization. Like. Why didn't she just fucking leap across the room and knock him out? Or she already had disposed of the bomb at that point, if memory serves. And she just decided to do that because Zack Snyder gets off on it. And his fans and he, him and his fans think that that's cool. That's not cool. That's dumb. That's fucking stupid. Why would you do that? Again, it's a nitpick. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that is a nitpick. It does not ruin the movie for me. But it is a symptom. It uh, It is idiomatic of my larger issue with Zack Snyder's films, at least his superhero films. Like, he doesn't, like, you know they're trying to save people, right? Like, they're trying to protect, like, they're not, like, conquerors. They're not, like, these, like, rock stars that, like, destroy property. You know they're trying to, like, protect people, right? Like, like, not harm people. Like, their goal isn't to kill people, right? They're trying to save people. Like, what are you doing? Like, I just... I just saw that. I'm sorry. I had to talk about that first. I had to make a point of addressing that because that is like if someone asked me, why don't you like Zack Snyder's films? I'm like, boom, case in point right there because it's it's just stupid to me. It's just dumb. It's just excessive and unnecessary. And his fans and everyone around these who are who likes these movies think that that shit is cool. And it is dumber than a bag of bricks to me. Like it just infuriates me. It's just ugh, ugh. Sorry, please go ahead, and I'll contribute as well. We can go through it together, but I had to make that point because it was fucking – not only are these films ugly to watch, they're dull at points, they they drag on, and they're full of stupid shit like that. That is what – I'm sorry to go full, like, manic rage machine right now, but I just I, – I, it, it just – when you see it, when you when you can nail it down, it just it, – it touches a nerve with me, man. So anyway. You're good. So my notes are just in order. So of course, like as I'm watching it, I'll yeah jot down the thought, and then if it you know something later on in the film reinforces it, I'll go back and add other notes. So my notes are scattered to say the best. Mm-hmm. It opens up with you know the death of Superman. Yeah, which we were not fans of in the original. Right. In the so, in the in Batman vs Superman. Um, the sound waves of voice. Why was the, why was that a thing? Why does it why does it trigger the mother boxes? I wrote that down too. I was like, because it's never explained. It never explains why the mother boxes were reactivated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and how does like it's it's a little bit different in the original version. But why do Steppenwolf? Why does Steppenwolf? I watched uh, Fat Man Beyond uh, last night and a little bit this morning. And Mark Bernardin, shout out to Mark Bernardin. I'm stealing this point from him. Uh, it's a great pod. I encourage everyone, if you're a fan of this kind of conversation, you should watch Fat Man Beyond. Kevin Smith, I love Kevin Smith. Anyway, why is Kryptonians on planet Earth a big deal? Like, why? Like, who's tracking this? Why does Steppenwolf know about it? Why does Darkseid know about it? Like, what? What? Huh? Why is this a big deal? I can only because wasn't the doctor that blew up the planet in this in this universe? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that it was. They said. I mean, who the fuck really knows at this point? But I don't think it was Darkseid who destroyed Krypton. Okay. So I, I, I was going to give them a vote of you know if Krypton was blown up in some way, shape, or form because of Darkseid. Yeah. Then he was 
probably keeping track of, okay, what fraternities escaped and where could they have possibly gone to? Yeah. And you know, like, even if it was like, okay, it's, you know, there was a possibility you could have like this solar system. Yeah. Oh, this is the point of a Kryptonian of this kind of world, so that would make sense. That's where, that's where this solar system is. Yeah. Fine. I'll, I'll throw you that thought if that's the case. But it's, they never explain it. No. It is literally just sound waves of his yell from his, from his death. And that activates the Yeah, and that goes back to a larger issue I have with the story, overall story of these three films. Like, literally in Batman vs. Superman, Superman's doing a bunch of saving people, and some people are appreciative, but other people are really down on Superman. But then when Superman dies, which, there weren't cameras following the battle between, with, with Doomsday. Like, they don't know how he died, they don't know why he died, they don't know anything about him, really. He's only really been on the planet... For like maybe two years at that point when he dies. And then when he dies, the whole world is upset about it. I think we made this point when we talked about the original versions. Like, why does anyone give a fuck about this dude? Yeah, he saved the planet from fellow Kryptonians. And like, it's just the fact that like in Batman vs. Superman, he's pointed as this like mixed bag. Like people don't know how to feel about him. People are suspicious of him. But when he dies, people are upset about him. Like, wait, what? Why is the world upset that Superman's dead? Half of the world probably thought he was, like, a bad guy. Like, anyway, let's continue on. we got a lot to get through, so please continue. Uh, CGI's still black. And big, bold letters and, like, triple underlined. So how do you um, feel about how do you feel about the redesign of Steppenwolf? That was a big point that, like, he, looked, he did look terrible in the original. I think he does look better in this version. But, I mean, sure. I feel like if they were cleaned up the other style of the original Steppenwolf, I would have been better with. I, this was yeah. like the rippling uh, armor. Like the rippling spiky armor and the face was just, just ugly. It was just yeah, it still looks bad, but I would say it is an improvement over the original. I, 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 I thought I was like, okay, they look better. The parademons. Let's talk about the parademons real quick. First off, ugly. Second off, the most useless army. Like, they are terrible at their jobs. What the fuck? Because they're just supposed to be... They're, they're supposed to win by, uh, in mass. Yeah. That, that's their whole thing. It's like, we are expendable because we are the, you know, we are the previous uh, occupants of the, pre of the world that we conquered, and we just turned everyone into cannon fodder. Okay. And we just win by overwhelming force. But, no. Seven Wolf's voice, character, armor, everything was just ugly. Just ugly, 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 and I hate They carried over the same voice actor, Karen Hines, who was in, who's Mance Raider, I believe, in Game of Thrones. And he's an Irish actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. So I really liked, I liked his voice. Uh, they changed it a little bit from the original, but I still liked that. But I agree with you largely, but I did like his performance, I guess. But it is still an ugly-looking character. He's a gray monster. It's like, God, we had Doomsday, and now we have this dude. Okay, fine. Really stretching the... Really, really a lot of variety there. Thank you, Zack Snyder. Hey, I, got, I got notes on Darkseid later, because that way it'll flesh out better. Just, again, a lot of random questions, like when Bruce goes to town to find Aquaman, why is everyone outside of town, like, as a show of force, when Bruce Wayne shows up, like, why is... Like, why... Um, that whole conversation and everything, like, okay, this kind of makes sense, I'm alright with him, whatever. And then as Aquaman leaves, 
you know, the people are singing oh my God. him away. And then the sweater sniff. There, there's, there's so many questions as to why. Is he this guy's, like, counselor? Like, the like the head guy of the town, is he, like, his uh, confidant slash advisor? Or is he just still there to help? Or, like, what is going Like, there's no explanation as to what this hierarchy town relationship with Aquaman is. Yeah, the singing. I, I'm surprised you couldn't hear me from where you were in Virginia, from me here in Austin, from when they started singing. And I'm like, I just roll my eyes like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, what are we doing? The biggest sigh in the world is just, why? Like, <laughs> he's not... Okay. I did like, I did like the battle between Steppenwolf and the Amazons. A lot of it looked fake and terrible CGI. But, like, I liked it because I was like, I, I think my general thing with the Amazons, and I can in include Wonder Woman in this, pretty much everything except for that fucking, uh, that rant I just had about her killing that main terrorist guy. Like, most of the things that Wonder Woman and the Amazons were involved in this, I really liked. Like, I really liked them. Like, I, I think that, I don't know what it is about them. I think... I don't know. I, I I just think that like he doesn't Zack Snyder them too much. Like I'm just like they 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 remain largely intact, and I can get down with them. But uh, I did want to ask you not to get you off track here, but so this film was R rated, right? Yeah. I was like, did it need to be R rated? Like it? I think you said fuck like a couple of times. Like they said fuck maybe like two or three times in the four hours. There's a lot, there's a lot of blood. Check. Yeah, but I'm like, did that? What, what, what? Like, what? It was just a nitpick. It was another nitpick that I was just like, okay, this was R-rated. Like, it was bloody, but it wasn't too bloody. Like, it wasn't a Kill Bill or anything like that. So I was just like, does it need to be R-rated? Okay, cool. Why not? Sure. Uh, sure. Please continue. Not a fan of this Alfred. I actually liked him. I thought he was fine. I mean, he's, it's whatever. He doesn't really do anything. Like, he's just there to fucking say quips, but I like Jeremy Irons, so... Um, I like the I love the actor. I just don't like him as Alfred. Overly symbolic music choices. I thought the music choices, like the needle drops, were random as fuck. Like I was just like, what is this? It's like you know, uh, when Lois is going to visit the grave of Superman, it's literally a song about a like, god dying, and now one of the people supposed to do is like, we get. Yeah. We get. You don't have to fucking hit the hammer so hard on the nail. Like, we we got it. We know what the thing is here. You don't have to shove it in our faces. I mean, subtlety is not one of Zack Snyder's strong suits. Like, that's just, that's never been the case in any of his movies. So, so this just a couple little um, points on the Wonder Woman scene. The slow-ass reaction from the guard at, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one guy outside with a rifle. Yeah. And uh, Bolton comes out. Yeah. And then followed by like four or five different people all with assault rifles. And the guard waits until Bolton walks past him. Yeah. Before he starts doing any kind of reaction like, oh, I should probably do something about this. It's like, what do you mean? Come on. Yeah. It has to be a little bit quicker reaction. Yeah. Um, Lasso of Hestia and not Truth was a different approach. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know how I feel about that. Again, and then the real time over slow mo for the entire fight. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting choice because it was maybe a blip or two of slow mo, but the overall it was all like real time quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I get it that it shows like how fast and like powerful she actually is. But at the same time, you could do like I'm pretty sure the original, the whole thing was in slow. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I, again, I'm not rewatching the original. I thought about rewatching the original beforehand, but I was like, I'm not going to sit through six hours of this movie. Like, that's no. not going to happen. Hell no. I did. No. Yeah, good. No, 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 no. I was just going to reiterate that point. Yeah, I I did have a nitpick. I had a couple of nitpicks about Cyborg, his origin story. This is a super nitpick. I'm sorry. But, like, so you see his powers, you see what he can do. I'm like, okay, sure, why? But, all right, fine, whatever. And then, like, the lady he helps, like, you have this little, like, let me say this. I do like that he was more, he was given more to do in this version than the original. I really like that. But it was still poorly written. Like, it was still dumb. Like, I was just like, what? So he helps a lady. She's, like, broke. And then he, like, he works his magic to give her more money in the bank account. Nitpick incoming. As someone who works in the accounting department, like, money just doesn't show up. And, like, the IRS would be like, where the fuck did you get this money? Like, that lady's going to jail. Like, like what? Anyway, super nitpick. I'm sorry. It just stuck out to me that I was just like, oh, let me just transfer all this money. That's called money laundering, by the way. That's not legal. You're not allowed to do that. I understand why Cyborg is the way that he was, like, portrayed and acted and everything. But emo, emo cyborg is still kind of bad. Yeah, and like, so he's you see like a little bit more of his backstory as far as being a football player. And I just rolled my eyes again when it's like the same tired trope of scores scores touchdown at big game or scores at the big game looks for the looks in the audience for and he sees the the empty chair where his dad usually it's a dad or it could be a parent or anybody like i'm like it's 2021 we're still doing the the dad my dad missed my big baseball game like we're still doing that like it's just like okay so zach snyder and will beal i think his name is will beal they were they had story credits but the story and the screenplay was done by a guy a gentleman named chris terrio he he worked with ben affleck and i think believe he won an oscar with ben affleck as far as argo when argo won best screenplay or they were nominated i can't remember but I did want to make a point for anyone listening. If you think this is bad, Chris Terrio also co-wrote The Rise of Skywalker with J.J. Uh, Abrams. So a lot of people hated that movie. And I'm sure if you watch The Rise of Skywalker and you watch this Justice League, I'm sure you'd be like, yeah, this was definitely written by the same guy. It's a very poorly written movie. Like Justin said, there's a lot of shit that just doesn't make sense and just like never explained and you just kind of go along with it and it's just a poorly written film like it's just same complaint i had with man of steel to a lesser extent but also with bad never superman just bad bad writing just terrible writing like i was going to talk about this later sorry to hijack the conversation here but like like my favorite part i think my favorite part of the movie is when they are like digging up clark superman's coffin and they're all just chilling right there. And, like, like I think, what is it? Like, uh, Flash-ass Cyborg, you think Wonder Woman want to go out with me? Or do you think she has a thing for younger guys? And Cyborg's like, well, she's 
5,000 years old or however old everybody's younger guy to her. thought that was cute. Like, those few and far between moments where these people actually talk to each other like they're human beings and, like, actually can carry on a conversation that normal people would have. Like, and when Batman and Diana are talking, and, like, there's some, there's a little bit, there's a little bit, especially when the gang, when the Justice League is actually together. I think that they have some rapport, and, like, there's actually some camaraderie there. But, yeah, some chemistry. But that's, like, a few handful of minutes in a four-hour movie. I'm just like, God damn, dude. Please continue. I, 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 I just had another note that, like, the Cyborg intro and the Flash stuff with his dad is so poorly written. And I think, like, yeah, go ahead. That, that, that was a very interesting choice because in the comics, it's always Barry's, like, running, quote-unquote, for his mom. Because in the comics, his, uh, his mom died because someone broke in and tried to rob her, killed her, and the dad left. So as the dad leaves and the mom is murdered, and Barry, you know, feels guilty as a child that he, like, wasn't fast enough to make it home in order to help or do something to prevent his mom dying, and that's why he's a hero. And which is, you know, why fate ordained him to be super fast. For it to be the situation that his dad murdered his mom, but it's not true, and that's why Barry's going into law to try and get his dad out of it. Like, it's very, it doesn't have that same emotional depth to me. Like, and it's very. It's it's, it's it's not enough substance for you to be like this is why I'm wrong. Yeah, and I I did want to make a note on that is like I think that one of the major issues I mean with all of these DC films they're doing too much in one film. Like I I can't remember where I read it. I, if I can find it, I'll I'll put it in the sources and the show notes. That like I distinctly remember seeing them right. They did the inverse of what Marvel did. Basically, Marvel did solo films that fed into a large Avengers, Avengers film. And it's like, well, they decided to do it differently, one group film, and then that would filter out into individual solo films, uh, not 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 including the Man of Steel. So I was just like, yeah, that's cool and all, but, like, there's a whole bunch of... Sh- you have to talk... Like, there are six members of the Justice League, right? And then they're, like, not only stepping with the villain, but there's, like, you know... Uh, and we see Martian Manhunter show up later on, so technically seven superheroes. Uh, Which was weird to begin with, because I don't remember seeing him in the last one. No, he wasn't. Uh, the, I'll make a, I was going to talk about that. So you have like all these characters. You have to juggle and like manage to set them all up. And it's just like, this film is doing way too much. Why are we getting backstories? Like The reason we can just hop into an Avengers movie is because we know these characters. We know why they're doing it. Like, what you just described with The Flash. That should have been handled in a Flash solo movie and not in, the like, a five-minute stretch of the Justice League movie. Like, you don't know why Barry's doing this, and you don't really know why Cyborg is the way he is, except for, like, the bare minimum of an explanation of just, like, why are we hopping around? Like, I'm so just... It's such an ass-backwards way of doing this, and it just... I, I, can, I can see where they could have gotten the inspiration to do it that way. Yeah. Because they did it with Wonder Woman from Batman vs. Superman. Sure. And it's almost in the same vein as Civil War with Black Panther. Sure. And Spider-Man, yeah. And Spider-Man and everything else. So, if, if it's like a, a single character, perfect. 
Sure. You get the one character, then you have the follow up movie afterwards, and like, oh, there's this person, and then it leads into it. Perfect. That's how you do a proper introduction of a character that's, you know, doesn't have the pre story, you get the post story. Yeah. But this is Flash, again, at the least of this one, that's Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg. A blip of Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Dark, and the first time you ever actually see Darkseid. Yeah, I really liked that battle. Like, I thought that that was another hot point of the movie, is, like, the battle with the old gods and the Green Lantern and the Atlanteans. Uh, the Atlanteans sorry. Atlanteans. Atlanteans. And the Amazons. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, wait, so, like, they kicked Darkseid's ass, or, like, pre-Darkseid's ass, why doesn't he come back sooner? Like, why? Like, what? How are they able to beat him? Like, I was just like, why does no one know that this happened? What the fuck is all this? Like, what, 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 what? Like, what? Um, so, with, with that one, I have that early dark side looks rough. Yeah. Um, Thanos style weapon of a two-handed weapon. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, yeah, he gets his ass kicked, but this is supposed to be... Like, Darkseid is Marvel's Thanos. Well, actually, Thanos Thanos was based off of Darkseid. Like, Marvel back in the day ripped him off. But yes, in this specific film universe, yeah, Darkseid's supposed to be their Thanos, yeah. Yeah, so what Darkseid is supposed to be revealed in this film is supposed to be that holy shit moment. Yeah. Like, with uh, Infinity. Yeah. It's supposed to be, this, this is the guy. This is the guy that goes toe to toe with Superman, and it's close. Yeah. Just, just the way that they, you know, with the old gods and everything, it's like, okay, I can understand that. But if they would have made it more, if they would have made it closer, then Darkseid like getting his ass like completely kicked out like that. Yeah. If they would have made like it took everyone combined to barely get this guy off planet. Would have been better. But when you're watch, you're just kind of like, cool, I guess. <laughs> so, a little bit of more background. I did mention this, but like, so the original, originally way back in the day when they announced there was going to be a Justice League movie, uh, there was, it was going to be Justice League Part 1 and Justice League Part 2, which is what we, you know, we probably should have, they probably should have done originally. But that got consolidated to one film. And from what I've heard, that the first part was supposed to be the villain was supposed to be uh, Steppenwolf. And, like, the second, Justice League Part 2, the villain was supposed to be Darkseid. So it would, probably would have been, you know, two, two and a half hour long movies or whatever. And they would have just, basically an Infinity War and an Endgame, right? Uh, I just, I don't understand why we need Steppenwolf. Like, I was just like, why is Steppenwolf doing that? Like, in the first version, it was really dumb because it was just like, he's just doing this all willy-nilly. And then he's like, but at this time, he's doing it to make amends to Darkseid for whatever reason. I can't remember. It was very poorly explained. I was like, why is, yeah, why is Darkseid not doing this? Sorry, it was uh, something about his own pride. Something about to that effect, but uh, what were you saying? Sorry. I was just saying, I was like, why is Darkseid not doing this? Like, why is, why is he getting someone else to do this? Granted... Thanos did the same playbook, like, he sent Loki first, and he sent, like, his Black Order to do things first, but I was like, why is, I had a real problem with this in the third act, not to keep, not to hop around and be drawing everybody, but I, I had that problem with the, the end of the movie, like, I really liked the third act, I think they did some changes that I was like, okay, this is better than it was, but, like, 
the last scene in the movie is basically, well, the last scene in the third act is basically like they kill Steppenwolf, chop off his head, and like throw his body and his head through the boom tube to where Darkseid steps on his head, right? And I'm just like, why are you just standing there? Like, why aren't you just like hopping in to help right now? Like, you look like you could, you have an army, you have a little army, you have a little army behind you. Why are you not invading right now? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are we waiting? Like, I was, I was just like, why is he just sitting there watching? Like, what the fuck, man? I, uh, again, a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. Um, Cyborg's helmet is weird. Chrome face helmet thing. I don't understand why they went with that. Yeah, he puts it on sometimes, but then doesn't put it on other times. It, his armor needs to be polished out. Yeah. It has to be polished and cleaned out because it can't look like he put on, you know, some flex seal and rolled around uh, <laughs> a metal cop. Uh, let's talk about your boy Mar Martian Manhunter. So originally, so this is a little bit outside of the uh, the movie, the original movie. Uh, apparently, the, the plan was always for the general in Man of Steel. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. The actor's name, I think it's Harry Lennox. Uh He's in Man of Steel. I think he's also in Batman for Superman. There, there was always the the plan was always that he was the Martian Manhunter and he was just in disguise, which begs the question: Okay, why is he in disguise? Why is he not helping out when the Kryptonians show up? Why is he just standing by and letting all these things happen? Why is this like what? Like what? And then okay, so he shows up. This is the other thing. I just was like, what? Like so he shows up. The first time you see him is. Like, you think Martha Kent is going to go talk to Lois, and they have, like, this heart-to-heart, -heart, and then it turns out that it was Martian Manhunter as Martha Kent. Why Why is he doing this? Why is he getting involved? Like, does he has he done this before? Why is he just randomly transforming into Martian Manhunter right in the middle of a fucking hallway? Why is he doing any of this? And I was just like, I, I literally looked away. Because I thought the scene was over with Martha Kent and Lois Lane, and I turned back and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's Martian Manhunter!" I was like, "I knew he was coming. It was rumored that he was going to show up." Uh, but I was like, "Wait, what?" And then, so at the end, he comes back to talk to Batman, who has a nightmare vision of the future. We'll talk about that. But like, so what? Why? Why was he? Why? Why was he not helping them defeat Steppenwolf? Why is he only showing up after the the battle's been fought? Like what? Wait, what? What are we doing here with this? Again, another thing, I'm just like, why are we doing this? Why are you trying to fit all this shit into one movie? Like, had the same problem with Batman for Superman. Why are we doing fucking World's Finest and the death of Superman all in one movie? Just like, what what, 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 what the fuck? What are we doing here? Please tell me that when you do this, you're going to have a bell or... Uh bell or counter for how many times we got an unanswered question of why they did something in the movie? I would love to, but... It's kind of hilarious. I don't have the energy to be that up my own butt about the editing. Honestly, I, I don't know if I like this very out. He's better. I think he's better in... He was insufferable in the original version. And they scaled that back, like I said. But, I mean, yeah. I think he... I think he's a dollar store just as long. I almost just spit out the drink. I just, I just said. Because <laughs> you can't tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> he, is, he is like an off-brand Justin Long. Yeah. Same style, but 
style, the same kind of like body type, the same humor and like uh, voice style. It's a younger, off-brand, great value. Yeah. Justin Long. I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, just, I just, I'm, I'm looking at my notes. Like, I just didn't understand Dark Side. Like, I didn't understand Steppenwolf. Like, I was just going back to that. Like, I was just like thinking, why are we doing it? Like, why is this happening? Like, what, what, like, so, oh, let's talk about the big thing. Let's, we'll talk about the anti-life yes. equation and then we'll talk about Superman, something we both agreed on. And then they just, so, 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 so wait a minute. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. The three mother boxes are on Earth, and also the anti-life equation is also on Earth? Like, for people who don't know, the anti-life equation is basically the entire motivation of Darkseid. He wants the anti-life equation because it helps him invent life or control life or whatever. It, it, it varies. It allows him to control everyone. Yes. So, he's looking to rule the universe, and this is his one-stop shop of making sure that happens. Yeah, and... And, like, that just is thrown in there? Like, I was just like, okay, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. We're, we're, we're dealing with the mother boxes, and then randomly Steppenwolf has a vision that the anti-life equation is on Earth? Did Darkseid know that when he tried to invade originally? Like, is that why he invaded originally? If he, if, if he knew that and then got his ass kicked, why didn't he come right back? Why did he wait thousands of years? Again, ding, 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 more questions that just don't have answers in this fucking movie. Yeah, I, I, I can only assume that he sent Steppenwolf, either he forgot about it, which is... Inexplicable? Or he sent Steppenwolf there to like, hey, are the gods still there? Yeah. You know, what kind of resistance will we be looking at, like Loki going to Earth? Yeah. So... But even that, but even then, you know, it sounds like Steppenwolf has been trying to get worlds under heel. Yeah, like he says that he has like, yeah, he has like fifty thousand worlds to conquer left, or something. Like the sod says that, and it's, it's just like I just have so many questions about the plan. I'm trying to remember offhand, like why did they go to that nuclear facility in Russia? Like why did they have to go there? So that one was because the radiation there is what. Helped yeah. fuel and helped. It was basically like the radiation there was similar to apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I had the same. Were, yeah. So yeah, that was a quick little blip of you know this is why we have to bring them here because the radiation is high. We can use it to like create the dome and uh, yeah, okay. For the mother boxes, blah blah blah. Let's let's talk about the dome real quick. Worst dome ever. Like Batman just blows his way through it, and that just gets me back to another thing. Like, where's the governments? Like, where's the Russian army? Where's the Russian government? Like, they didn't see this huge dome that was on Earth for, like, you know, I don't know, a couple of days? Like, they weren't tracking that? And So, like, the, nobody? Like, why is the Justice League the only people that are handling this? Where's the world governments? Why is nobody else involved? I mean, I know why, because they were like, well, that's expensive. We can't just, like, add a bunch of soldiers to this mix. But, like, I was just like... Like, like, nobody? Like, the Justice League are literally the only people that are aware that this is happening? Like, what? Blip of, we don't know what's going on, so we don't want to go there. Yeah. We don't know what it is. Fine. Cool. There's at least an explanation. Yeah, and again, like, the parademons we already touched on, I felt were useless. Didn't really do anything. They were just fodder for the Justice League to beat up. But, like, also just, like, like Batman just blows hope in a hole with some missiles inside of it, and... 
uh, okay, I, I guess. Like, uh, all right, yeah, sure. Let, let, let's move on to Superman, because I think that that is the... You mentioned that, like, that... Yeah, I won't steal your thunder. You, what was your idea about, like, splitting the movie in two? So, um, this happened in the original, and it still happens again here, is that Superman dies at the end of Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> so, they... I believe this was in the first one as well, the same, like, uh, how it happened. Yeah, like, midway point of the movie... Yeah, they kind of done did the same thing with um, bringing him back with the mother box. Yeah, revive Superman and bring him back from the dead. Yeah, and this fight scene breaks out, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, um, but this would have been the perfect cut because it's pretty much damn near dead center of this four-hour-long movie. Well, I think it's more on the. It's more bottom heavy. Like I think that happens. I want to say like the two and a half, three hour mark. So they could have cut more of. Again, I think that this could have been a three hour film. But if you were gonna make it a four hour film, just make it so that the first part breezes by a bit quicker, and to where it ends with Superman waking up, and then the second part picks up after Superman's awake and maybe flown the coop, and now it's like, okay, now what do we do? Like I think that would have been yeah. Somewhere in that bubble of reviving Superman. Yeah, definitely. Is where that should have been a cut of a part one and a part two. I still think in both films, Superman following Flash in the in the during the fight mm-hmm. is the best part. Yeah, I would say that the the Superman fight with the Just League it's a little bit longer in this version. I think that that is like the only good part of the movie. Like I was like, I think if I were like. Oh, I want to rewatch a scene or two from the Justice League. Like I, in the original version, that was my favorite moment, and I think it's still my favorite moment. Like it's really cool. And again, Henry Cavill is a good Superman, and it's really interesting to see how powerful he is and how he can take on all these superheroes. But for for those who don't know, don't want to watch it, but still want to know what we're talking about, um, there's a point where Superman has both. Uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman each in a hand subdued. So Flash starts sprinting around at you know super speed. So the world is moving in slow motion around him, and then you see Superman look over his shoulder at the Flash at Flash's speed. Mm-hmm. And that for me, like I got goosebumps at the first time I saw the like the original film in theaters. Yeah, that is a oh shit moment. Like this is super. Like, this is the guy yeah. who has raised the Flash on multiple occasions. Yeah. And has competed. Yeah, and then so, the, in the original version, one of the post-credit scenes was, like, a little teaser of that, like, them racing. Which was cute at the time, but they didn't keep right. it in this, so. So, it, like, just that moment of him being able to look at Flash while he's mid, like, super speed run to show that Superman can be as fast, if not faster... Is still probably the best point of both of these movies. Yeah, and I think it is a good line of demarcation, like good like midpoint of the of this film. And like I said, the film is ugly to look at. But like I also said in the non spoilers, thoughts and feelings, I guess it does start to look better. Like when Clark comes back, and I, I think that was a creative choice that they were like, the the let's make the world dark because it's foreboding and it feels hopeless that since Superman isn't here. We're just scrambling and doing our best. But once he's back, 
there is a there is a change in the color palette where it looks more brighter and it looks happier and more hopeful and like people are starting like the team is like we can do this and i i really like that i it, sure like I, that's one of the if i had to list something i liked about the film i like that i like superman i really do like superman but i just think that he is misused and mischaracterized in these in this universe and it was really i really like it when he came back so yeah they still kept the biggest like one of the biggest issues from the original in this one is that both batman and lois call him by the clark in front of metropolis military people and just like clark clark Kent. it's like I'm sorry, did you just blow Superman's secret identity in front of a group of people? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I've said this. I don't understand how Clark Kent works in this world. First off, you never see him go to college. How does that fuck does he get a job at, like, the foremost paper in, like, the largest city in, in the country in the DC universe? Okay, cool. And then, so, I don't remember how they handled this in the comic. I can't, I don't remember. I don't remember Death of Superman that well. The, the original comic book line. So, like... It just so happens that, like, Superman flies off with Lois, and I think Lois and Clark were a couple in the real life of this universe. So not only is, like, you seeing Superman with Lois, I think people would assume that, like, maybe Clark and Superman are the same person. But also, so Clark and Superman both died the same around the same point, and then if they both come back around the same point... How is the super secret identity working out in this universe? Like, how does that work? Like, what? What, what are we talking about here? Tack it to the unexplained answers. Unexplained, unexplained answers. Uh, I really like. I really, I do like the black suit. I thought that was cool. It was a nice touch. It, they didn't have to do it. Yeah. It was an interesting choice. I had that written down too. It was cool. It's it's in line with the comics, and I I, I dig. It. But that's again, that's a superficial like it, it didn't really add much depth. It was just cool to see. Yeah, and uh, that ties into the epilogue scene as well. So I'm playing on that to that one for a little bit. The hero line moment was a cool shot. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that too. They did a little like uh, group shot. That was that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. I um, really yeah, I really liked the third act. It was I mean the film is largely the same plot. Like uh, they didn't really change it up that much they did some things in different orders or they did some things for different reasons but it's pretty much the same plot i really like the third act i think it looked better i thought that the characters did cooler things uh i like the fight with steppenwolf and and diana or wonder woman and aquaman i thought that was cool and it was it was cool to see like flash kind of use like time travel which i guess they're going to use in the flashpoint movie that's coming eventually that was interesting, uh, but I mean, it's still it was an I, I I do like the third act. That was like the only good part of the movie I felt because everybody was working together and it was kind of cool. Didn't make any sense. Still had a bunch of questions, like I said about Dark Side, but I thought it was better. That was the only part that I was like, okay, I'm engaged in this right now. This is this is getting better. Uh, yeah. I don't understand the not impressed line that Superman had when he first started fighting Steppenwolf. That was kind of weird. Sure. Again, a lot of them are just very weird nitpick of, like, this was an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, okay, so my biggest issues with Darkseid, when you see him again, because okay, this was at that point, Darkseid, to me, he's always been a straight, like, 
He's been a straight, proper standing figure. Mm-hmm. Because he holds himself as like, I am the ruler, and I'm going to be the ruler of the universe. Yep. And I don't care if I have to do it by hand or by finding the, the anti-life equation. I am it. Yeah. And in this film, he looks like he looks hulking almost. Like he has like hunched shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like he's not as he doesn't have that regal, authoritative like stance to him. Okay. It does. My only complaint about uh, Darkseid is, like, in a world... Again, I hate to keep comparing it to Marvel, because you don't have to necessarily... They don't have to be in competition with each other. You can do different things. I'm not trying to say that. But, like I said, I think I said this online with the writing, and now the special effects. Like, this isn't the early 2000s, late 90s anymore. You need to step your game up. In a world where we had Thanos looking like a real person and in a world where you had Groot or just like all these characters like Rocket a bunch of CG characters that are just based off of you know you know they're not real people they're 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 CGI right they're computer generated I was like you gotta make Darkseid look a little better like you gotta look and I had the same issue with I guess it goes back to Steppenwolf and Desaad and the parody and I was like guys you need to step it up a little. This looks trash. And I, I think that Darkseid is supposed to be the ultimate badass. And I didn't think that, I don't think he did enough to warrant being called the ultimate badass. And I didn't think he looked intimidating enough. Maybe it's kind of been along the same lines that you're referring to. I just didn't feel like Darkseid, you know what I said? I thought the painting that Darkseid, uh, uh, Diana sees in the cave, that's like a mural of Darkseid, looked cooler than actual Darkseid in this movie. Like that was just like, that's backwards. That should not be what's going on in this movie. Like the, the artist's representation should not be living, like, should not be bigger than the person. The person is supposed to dwarf that pain. Like, oh no, this is the real deal. Like, I, I have written down that he should be more composing. Yeah, I think that's a great way. Yeah, that's exactly, I think, what we're, we're kind of dancing on the same issue. Like, he should be more impressive. And he wasn't. I think he looked kind of lame. So, this is another side. Thank God they took out the booyah. Oh, <laughs> and, and honestly, they could have used that at the touchdown. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, in the at the touchdown, that would have been better. I did like the line where he's like, "I think you should probably move." I was just like some stupid lines like that. I did laugh at. Um, right, and some of that stuff, like again, the third act definitely got better. Their characters seemed to like meld together a little better. Yeah. Um, they they started coming into their own, I guess, uh, as a word for it. Yeah. Phrase for it. Yeah. But if they would have done the booyah, like, thank God they got rid of it in time. Yeah. For one. But if they would have put the booyah at the touchdown, when he's, like, happy and young and quote-unquote normal. Yeah. That way, when, they, when he uses it later on, that could be akin to him, like, feeling back like himself. It would be a nice, like, thread for his character wrapping up um let's talk about the epilogue and we'll give our final thoughts just to echo we kind of wrap up what we feel so how did you feel about the epilogue i really i don't really like that nightmare universe first off fuck lex luthor and slade i don't really care about that that's i never thought it was dumb in the first one i think it was dumb in this one because it's probably not going to go anywhere now uh he does look cool he does look cool awesome they nailed the 
the actor who was playing Slade? Yeah, Joe Mantegiello, I believe his name is. Absolutely nailed Luther can die tomorrow. <laughs> God, fucking like, Jesse Eisenberg. Luther should not be a skinny, scrawny, frantic white guy. Yeah, it was another terrible choice in this Snyderverse. Uh, but let's talk about the nightmare sequence, specifically the Joker. I really thought that the... Like, we didn't get a lot of it. It's under weird, like, alternate universe, like, dream vision that Ben Affleck, Batman, is having. I don't really... I don't understand why he's having these visions. Whatever. I don't care. But all that said, I did think that the... I wasn't a fan of that, of Jared Leto's, Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad because I didn't like that movie at all. But the little that we got, the little back and forth, the little slice, little... Uh, the amuse bouche of like the little taste that we got of it. I really like that. I was like, okay, that was cool. That was cool. Like I had only, there was only a handful of moments in this four hour long movie <laughs> that I really enjoyed. And that was nice. I was, I was wondering if they were going to do that. Cause like you saw that they teased it and I was like, wow, they really saved it literally till the very end. So what did you think? What did you think about that epilogue? What did you think about, yeah, I guess that little dream nightmare sequence? So, interesting choice. That, okay, going back to the Superman Black and Silver. Yeah. In the epilogue, alternate future world, whatever, uh, Superman is basically helping Darkseid. Yeah, because he's fallen under the anti-life equation. Like, he's being controlled by Darkseid. But, so, I... I uh, caught it. It was because apparently there was at some point where Batman could have saved Lois and let her die. At some point in this film or the last film. Sure. And it's because of Lois that Superman doesn't kill everyone during the fight. Yes. So if Lois wasn't there... Oh, shit. We forgot to talk about that Lois is pregnant? Apparently? I guess. Well, I, was that confirmed? Well, you see her take a pregnancy test, and then and then you see like the name of the last chapter, the name of the epilogue is like a father twice over, whatever. And then you see like literally like I think the last thing Bruce Wayne says to Clark is congratulations. By the way, you ne- you never really specifically told what he's congratulating, but you know just screenwriting like when you show all these clues and the context you can put together is the fact that like she's pregnant i was like so lois's whole point in this movie was to mourn over superman and be pregnant okay and basically to keep him like to reel him in from his you know wake up i'm I'm threatened state that's just a terrible use of a character like it's just like like look i'm not trying to be all sjw here but like your female character in this movie, like one of the few female characters you have in this movie, granted you have Wonder Woman who's like a really cool female character, but like one of the few female characters you've had in this movie is just an extension of the male ca- Like that's just bad writing. That's just terrible, terrible writing. I'm sorry. Anyway. So, you know, Superman in this world is with Darkseid because he's like in that altered mental state that Lois has help or correct or whatever it was. So the fact that this like dark Superman, quote-unquote, is wearing the red and blue <laughs> instead of the black and silver Yeah, was an odd choice. Yeah. And I want to know what that thought process was there. I did, and my, my notes are, is this Leto a thousand times better than Suicide Squad? 
Yeah. This yes. was a better representation. I liked the uh, vest with all the different badges on it. Yeah. I like that. I like the exchange. It's very much a Trump, like, th- this is a true Batman-Joker conversation. Yeah, when he says, you sent the boy Wonder to do a man's job, I was like, this is really good. This is, re- like, and he doesn't look, I mean, he's got the long hair, and he looks still kind of goofy, but he doesn't have the face tattoos and the grill, and he just looks, you know, he looks he looks better. And it is a better, it is a better little, it is a nice little treat that we got at the end, and if only we had gotten more of it in better circumstances. Because I, I don't really... You know, I, I've heard Jared Leto's a scumbag. I heard he's a creep. He might have been me too by now. But, like, I, I think that he could have given us an interesting Joker. He could have given us an interesting Joker. And, I, I did, like, we both liked this Batman. We both liked Batfleck. Like, it just – it's a shame we're not going to – we're probably not going to get any more of it. It's, it's, it's just a fucking mess. That's the name of the t- That's the name of the episode, by the way. Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. Um, my biggest grievance with the Leto Joker is the laugh. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of lame. It's kind of whack. It's, it's the like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, it, that's not the Joker laugh. And it's well, at least it's not as bad as the fucking Joaquin Phoenix one. But you know, that's a, that's a whole other thing. But like, on the whole, I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. There were definitely parts that were better. Mm-hmm. Some of it. Worse. On the whole, it definitely should have been two parts. Yeah. Unanswered questions and a fucking mess. That's what this. That's what it needs to be. Yeah, I think anyone who's listened to this entire episode can probably piece together what I'm going to say. This film was made for the fans of the Snyder movies. Like, for better or for worse, there are there is a very passionate fan base. Uh, these, there are people that really love these films. I don't understand why. I have my theories. I have my suspicions, but I can't definitively say. Uh, I just know that I despise these movies. I think that Zack Snyder was a terrible choice for these for these movies. Um, uh, this movie was made for the people, the fans that were on a campaign to get it made. And I hope they're happy. I hope they're fucking pigs in mud, man. Congratulations. You got, you got the four-hour version of the movie you wanted. But for me personally, it was way too long. Minor improvements, some things I like, but it's still like you polished a turd. Congratulations. Like I just don't I, I don't I don't care about any of this. Like it's not I don't like most of the characters. I think that it's just a bad, ugly take on the DC universe. And I think that I know that neither one of us are like the biggest Batman or Superman fans, but we grew up a lot of we were kids with the Batman animated TV show, the Superman animated TV show, and the Justice League. So we've seen the possibilities and the capabilities of these characters, and we've seen what they can be, and they're great. I would like to think that they were great, and this is just not great. And like I said, I'd watch more if they give us more, especially on HBO Max. I get it for free anyway, so but I don't I don't care about any of this. It's fine. It's it's just not for me. It's just not for me. And it doesn't have to be for me. Just because we are fans of this genre does not mean that everything that in it we have to be fans of. And we can just dislike it. It's cool. It's fine. Everybody can like what they like, man. If you like this, go for it. If that's your thing, go for it. Like me? Not all of Marvel movies have been fantastic. <laughs> oh god. 
the one person on that hill. Dude, please tell me you saw the screen, the screen right? Yeah, yeah, you said it to me. It was funny. It was funny. You can't tell me it's wrong. I'm, I'm indifferent to that film. Uh, like, for instance, I'm not the biggest fan of the Captain Marvel movie. I didn't hate it, but I have not watched it again since because I was just like, it's whatever. I don't care. Uh, but, like, you know, you can like what you like, man. If you like this movie, if you if you can look – like, for instance, let's go back to Rise of Skywalker. A lot of people hated that film. I can acknowledge that it is a bad film. It is bad writing. It's really all over the place. There's not a lot of continuity between the sequel movies. It's all over the place. But you know what? I love The Rise of Skywalker. I've watched it a couple of times since it came out in 2019. Not te- it's it's not bad. I, I, I can watch it. It's fine. And if you'd hate it, cool. That's fine, man. You can hate it. I can find things wrong with it. But guess what? I still like it. And I still will watch it. It's not my favorite thing. But... It's not, it's not unwatchable. And so I just feel like this movie, like I said online, I don't feel like it wasted my time, but I didn't have fun with it. I didn't enjoy I, – I barely enjoyed bits of it, and I, so overall I didn't enjoy it at overall. So sure, fine, whatever, cool. Congratulations, Zack Snyder and the Snyder fans. It felt like an assignment. Yeah, it felt like homework, like Hellboy was in 2019 or early 2020. We watched that because we were going to talk about it, so fuck it, right? Yeah, that's perfect. People, for those that are like invested in the podcast and wanted to know our thoughts, we had to do diligence. Yeah. To compare, contrast, and watch it. And I would watch it again if it meant we could have another pod about it. Like if we were like, hey, we got the – if the pod is still around for Justice League 2, Electric Boogaloo, uh, <laughs> Justice League 2, Secret of the Ooze. Like, and it's another four-hour movie, I would be like, cool, well, at least it means that, that me and Hartwell will get to do a pot on it. Like, that's all I really did because I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah, so that, I think that pretty much wraps up our conversation about Justice League. We're about two hours in, naturally, because me and Justin can't do a short pod. I mean, we had a lot of thoughts. We had a lot of thoughts. There was a lot of things to get through. So let's do these questions real quick, and then we'll call it a night. Okay. Okay, so here are the questions. When did you get your first cell phone, and what kind was it? Uh, first cell phone, I think, was, I think, probably seventh grade. So, like, you were 12 I think I was, like, I think it was right about seventh grade, and it was the brick Nokia with snake and everything. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I was about, I was a little bit younger. I got mine when I was 12. I was in, still in sixth grade, so I got a little bit younger than you, but... Yeah, mine was pretty much the same as that. It was good times. I never you were you always impressed me with how well you could text like the old keypad without looking. I was like, I'll never be that good at texting. I I, I, I don't know how y'all do it. I, I saw my mom a couple months ago because I got my vaccine, and that was my promise was once I got it, I was going to go down and visit. And um, that conversation actually came up while I was down there, and uh, she was talking to someone. I was like, yeah, Justin would be able to have one conversation with someone and be texting one-handed and be able to check it just for spell check and send it and not miss it. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I was just really good at the old school button mash texting. Yeah, I, I was always impressed that you could do that. I, I'm I'm still I'm still the king of typos because I don't have autocorrect on my on my phone. Um Okay, so what is one reality TV show, re- reality TV or game show, 
you would do the best on? So back back when I was swimming in college and everything, definitely something like uh, American Ninja Warrior, yeah, or uh, White Power, like one of those shows, like a physical show. Yeah. Now I feel like I'd do okay if I was like training for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so weird that you asked. Like last night when we were at the beach, we were all we spent probably a good two two and a half hours watching uh, Family Feud. Oh yeah. We just like went back to the Airbnb, put on TV, Family Feud was on, and we just sat down and started watching and playing. So nowadays, pro- probably something in- akin to like Family Feud. There was another one that was like Chain Reaction. Okay. Uh, that would look pretty interesting. I feel like I'd be pretty good with. It's like you know, it has a stack of words, and you have to figure out uh, like window pane, uh, pain tolerance, and like how it all like links up in an order. Yeah. So I feel like I'd be pretty good at that one. Yeah, I I definitely don't think I could do anything physical. I I think like who wants to be a millionaire? I think I would probably do the best on that. Or Jeopardy. Or like or like yeah, Family Feud, definitely. Dude, if we could get a group together for Family Feud, that'd be dope. That would be dope. I'm curious to see this, to hear your answer on this. Uh what is your favorite uh book? Oh, that's a good one. Because I'm now like walking to my library. Uh, I can tell you mine. Mine is The Great Gatsby. That's I read it in college of my own choice. Yeah. I, well, I had to read in high school, and I didn't read it. I just spark noticed it uh, to get through. Um, but I took uh, I read it in college because I had heard they were remaking they were making another movie adaptation with Leo and Tobey Maguire, and I was like, you know, I never gave that book a fair shot, and I read it, and I was like, wow, I love this book. I really loved The Great Gatsby. No, Great Gatsby is really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know, World War Z was really good. That was a real terrible movie. Really good book. Really, if anyone has not actually read the World War Z book that inspired the movie, read it. Way it's, better. It's Way better. Um, so that was really good. Day by Day Armageddon, the first one. The first two is like their solid read. Oh god, there's so many. Darth Bane, uh, the first one in the Star Wars Legends mm-hmm. trilogy is a phenomenal read. Uh, I would have to say World War Z, just yeah. because of how how it's laid out and paced and everything. It's it, oh, <laughs> it's so good. That is a great book, and there is like this like unabridged audio drama that like is basically reading the book, and they got a bunch of A list actors or like almost A-list actors to do the voices. It's it was it's like 150 bucks. I remember looking at it and I was like, man, maybe I should do that. Uh, maybe one day I will buy it. But yeah, World War Z, great book. Uh, what is your favorite uh, pair of shoes? Either you currently own or you owned at one point. Oh, I had these. The brand name is going to throw you off and then I'm going to explain what it was. So okay. were, I believe they were a pair of new balances. Oh, God. But they were, I'm pretty sure you've seen me wear them, because I had them, I think I first found them when I was in San Antonio. Okay. Um, but they were gray with yellow bottoms, the the first, like, real, like, shoe with the vibram bottoms. Okay. And they were just super light, super flexible, just, they, they, are, they are my dream shoes. Because they're, they're light, like they probably weigh maybe half an ounce. Nice. And they only came out then. I've been trying to find find them again, but 
they stopped selling because I was damn near nine years ago. Oh God, was it that long ago? Shit, dude. It was that long ago, and they were just those were the best shoes I have ever worn. They're just extremely comfortable, extremely light, and oh. The best. The best shoes. Yeah. The closest thing I have to that are my Saints ones that I have in the other one. Yeah. Uh, mine are my Air Force ones. I needed. I keep telling myself I need to get it. Maybe with the stimmy money, I'll buy some new shoes. But or I might just hold on to it because you never know. Fucking who the hell knows what this rest of the year holds. Uh, but yeah, most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever had. Air Force ones. Uh, what is your favorite smell or scent? See, that could be a bunch of different things. That because like a long. Of course, like, you know, John and I are both from New Orleans. So walking into, you know, a restaurant that has oil. Yeah. And just getting that seasoning smell is is heavenly. I'm really a big fan of, like, lavender-style scent. So, like, a lavender, sandalwood, vanilla kind of mixture is extremely comforting. Um... And then me, I grew up swimming, so the smell of like a chlorine pool. That is so bizarre to me, but it makes sense. But that's I can't stand that smell. I think it's awful. Right, but I mean, I was basically born and raised in the water, so I'm yeah, just, it, it's a comfort nostalgia thing. But yeah, this would probably be my top three like scents of like just it brings joy and or comfort to me. Mine is definitely bacon. Like the smell of bacon. That's my favorite smell. Love it. That's fair. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. So this is an either or. You can only watch TV shows or movies for the rest of your life. What would you pick? Oh, you dirty bitch. <laughs> Stop it. Don't tell the audience our pet names for each other. Oh, you dirty bitch. <laughs> let me, let, I'll tell you mine. I'm definitely going movies because as much as I love TV shows, as much as I love... So, like, I love TV, but I have to be able to watch the Star Wars movies. Like, I, I can't not watch those. So, yeah. I definitely movies all the way. I would probably have to say movies, too, just because there's, there's a few TV series that I love to rewatch and love watching. Like, the Sherlock series is always good. Yeah. And now with all the new Marvel TV shows coming out, that's probably going to be a big factor here in the next year. Yeah. But, I mean, just looking at my uh, movie rack right now, I'm looking at uh, John Wick, all the Marvel movies, uh, Sucker Punch, The Conjuring, Fight Club. I mean, there's, there's so many good movies that you can't get the same kind of, like, out of on the TV show. Yeah, I mean it's a tough choice because like there's a bunch of show there's a bunch of shows that I love like I absolutely love but I, I Star Wars over everything so okay okay this is another tricky one you get to use a time machine okay. when and or where do you go but the catch is wherever you go where whenever you go you have to stay there at least three days for example if you were to go. And the dinosaurs. Like, if you were to go, like, 65 million years ago, right? Um, you'd have to stay there for three days. So you'd have to, like, not get eaten for three days, right? Uh, so where would you go? I feel like mine's a super cheap answer. Okay. But I would go to 
Fall 2009, <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> okay. To see College Justin and just sit, sit him down like a <laughs> What's coming up? This is what you need to do about it. And just, I'm not saying like a huge course correction, <laughs> but definitely a couple nudges of like, hey, this thing that you've been researching for a while, stay on that. The first chance you get, this is what you need to do. With. I don't know if you can hear, but there's a dog. There's one of my neighbor's dogs barking in the background. So I apologize if anybody, if that's coming up on the mic. But uh, yeah, there's a dog barking. I can't stop it's his dog. But you, you know, you're not the only person that uh, said that. And I think my buddy Dalvin, on the episode I did with him earlier, he was like, oh, I would go back in time and tell myself to bet on which stocks and shit like that and like which sports games. I was like, you would like... Sports Almanac, like Back to the Future to it? I was like, oh, come on, man. He's like, what? I'm trying to make the, my life and the people around me's life better. I, like, what are you doing? You're being selfish, John. I, I still know my answer has been I would go to the future. Like, I would go like 100, maybe 200 years in the future just to see what life is like and see if we're still around or whatever. Uh, but he goes, you're being selfish. I'm trying to help people. And I was like, God damn. Yeah, because, I mean, if we're being honest, because back in college, Bitcoin first started popping up, <laughs> this might be the new thing. Yeah. And I remember spending a, a solid week, week and a half looking into it mm -hmm. and learning about it. And then, you know, ADD College B was like, probably never going to happen. And plus, I don't know how to buy or get into any of this. It just seems like too much work. I'm not going to worry about it. I would definitely go back in time and buy some Tesla stock. So Tesla stock and Bitcoin, and that way, when all that spikes up, guess what? You're getting a house. Mom and Dad's houses are paid for. My brother's houses are paid for. My buddy's car, like all my buddies are getting their dream cars. Like if I win, everybody wins. Okay. I, I, I can't fault you. I can't fault you. It's up to you, right? It's it's. I, I would go on a tourist trip to the future. You would make everyone's lives around you. I can't fault you for that. Uh. So the next one, I think I know the answer to, but let's go for it anyway. Would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Prize winner, and for what? With either one you pick, which one would you want, and what would it be? In? I feel like swimming would be your go-to, huh? You would think, but I, I feel like I would rather have a Nobel Peace Prize or a Nobel Prize. Okay. In discovering something in, astro in astronomy, uh, uh, quantum mechanics, like in science. Okay. It would be, you know, uh, like a, uh, an epiphany in breakthrough in quantum entanglement or discovering the God equation that uh, uh, Kaku yeah. talks about in uh, one of his books or, you know, so something like that, something so profound in the science community that has been dragging on for ages that no one can fully just pin down. Discovering something like that and getting the prize for that would be, no pun intended, but, but, but yeah, it's a pun intended, would be astronomical. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that mine is not nearly as lofty. Uh, mine is pretty significant. I would want to be an Olympic gold medalist on the U.S. men's soccer team. Like the first... Like, I think, like, the first men, U.S. men's team to win a gold medal in soccer or the world, or, like, if they won the World Cup, would probably be, like, the most famous 
soccer players in this country's history at least forever because like that's the top like as as sad as it is unfortunate that even though our women's team has won multiple gold medals and won multiple world cups they'll as it stands they'll never they won't that will never get the same cloud as like a country winning the men's world cup or the men's u.s olympic men's gold medal olympics so i think i would want to be a part of that history like i would want to be like forever known as like we were the first like that's what i want that's fair. I, I I can't fault you for that because that's that's a moment, that's a true moment in history. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but yours would fundamentally alter our understanding of our reality and our existence. But you know, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question. We'll wrap it up for the night. Uh, five years from now, you know, we've been through a tough pandemic. Uh, you know, five, ten years from now, however long you want to project. What do you hope we all learn from what we experienced in 2020 and what we're continuing to experience this year? That we stop being so damn selfish. Yeah. That we stop having people, you know, again, people will say masks don't work or COVID isn't that bad or blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Okay. There are some facts that say one way, some facts that say the other, depending on your sources or who you're listening to. It's all contested, whatever. Fine. You can believe that. That's what that you can hold on to that, sure. But you can wear a mask and be safe for everyone else. Yeah. You like it's not if you're like, I'll be fine, I'll be, you know, it's not gonna affect me, whatever. Cool. That's great for you, but the person next to you isn't so lucky. Yeah. So wear a mask and think of people apart from yourself. Yeah. Stop being selfish. It's 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 a mask. Yeah. It's not restricting your freedoms. Yeah. And you're not being oppressed. You're being asked to be courteous to everyone else. Yeah, my my thought, my sentiment. In my answer to this question, uh, it's been pretty consistent throughout every time I've answered it myself on 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 the uh, the at the end of the pods that I've asked. Uh, my answer has been pretty consistent that I was like, I really hope we all realize how dependent we all are on each other. Like, I just like if one sector of the economy goes down, how it ripples effects to other sectors of the economy and just like affects communities and and affects like like. Yeah, our culture and our community, just like we're all in the same boat here. Like we don't like to believe it, but even even the country, even in the world, we're all in the same boat here. And we all need each other and we all rely on each other and we can't do it without each other. And I really hope that's what we learn. It's it's we're, we're on the we're, we're in the same vein again. Like I just I really hope that we all realize that like my actions affect other people and my i am part of a bigger picture and a larger whole and we need to look out for each other very similar to what you just said so also tipper servers it's been a long <laughs> year don't be an asshole and tip your servers properly because they're stuck there trying doing their best tip your fucking servers absolutely i think that's a great note to go out on Thank you, man, for being on. Thank you all for listening. Uh, sorry if you're a Snyder fan, Snyderverse fan, and you just sat through two hours of us shitting on it. I apologize, but we're just being real. 
please, if you like the show, if you enjoyed listening, please like, subscribe, share to anyone and everyone. We appreciate everyone who listens. We appreciate everybody who – any feedback we get. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. Hartwell, we've been doing this since like June of 2016. It's March 21st, 2021, first day of spring. Like we've been doing this for five years, man. Episode 90. And then the countdown's begun until episode 100 where I call it a day, at least with this version of the pot. It's been a journey, man. I might have, we might work something out to get you back on before we, we call it a day for real, for real. So yeah, it's, I, I'm so glad that we've been able to do this. I'm so glad it's been five years and we're still talking about how dumb superhero films can be and how great superhero films can be. So uh, yeah, thank you for doing this, man. You know, I love you, my brother. I'm gonna get call. I'll, you know, we talk. We talk every day, pretty much. I mean, we've been talking. We've been long distance talking since we were like, like thirteen or fourteen. Like aim. We are aim guys all the way back. Dude, we, we go way back. <laughs> yeah, like people are like, how do I how do I keep these like socially distanced relationships going if I can't hang out? It was like psh, me and Hartwell have been doing that shit since like oh three. <laughs> Learn from the masters, baby. <laughs> a quick game, a quick message. Hey, what's going on? And you're golden. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. That's going to do it for all of us tonight. Thank you, my brother. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Hey, love you too, my brother. Everyone listening, thank you so much. Thanks for putting up with us, and I hope you enjoyed it. All right, guys. Catch you later. All right, bye, man. All right, later, bye. Bye.